Hello and welcome to Legion Outpost. I'm Dave and I'm here with Adam the Computer. Adam, how are you? Oh, I'm a little worn out, Dave. Um, but I'm getting, getting by. How are you doing? Ah, uh, frazzled, uh, annoyed, grumpy today. Uh, <laughs> not my normal, uh, you know, joyful self. Yeah. And uh, But plenty. I, I am excited for Legion Outpost, so that's, that's what's got me excited. Now... Um, First up, we're doing the final issue in Bendis's, uh like ongoing run, issue twelve, and mm-hmm. then we're doing the second half of the Curse, um, Paul Levitz and uh, Keith Given. Um, yeah, I think uh, Legion three hundred five to three thirteen and Annual three. Okay, and um, yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. A lot of content, a lot of information. I'm going to need your help because a couple of times in the Curse, I got lost in the in the mix. Um, the sheer number of characters at times was blowing me away, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get that. Uh-huh. It's a cast of thousands, it felt like. Now, we've got some, just before we even enter into um, in, into those trades, uh, we've got some news, some breaking news uh, to discuss, and you had a couple of Legion points first off. Yeah, we'll cover those quick Legion points real quick. Um, I think they're things that you and I might have already talked about, but just really? thought I'd mention it for the listeners. Um first one is uh, Superman Man of Steel Volume 2 hardcover came out, or is coming out soon. Oh, the, the John other. Byrne? Yeah, the John Byrne stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've got Volume 1, so Volume 2's out. Okay, right. I believe so, yeah. Okay. and uh, So that's just notable because uh, there's a Legion crossover in there um, really? from the Levitz run. Oh, that's I thought, never I thought really John been... Byrne was the guy who said no more Legion and all that. Yeah, well, this is the story that's kind of like explains how the Legion still exists, uh, kind of. Ah, uh, right. Uh, so this is like retconning yeah. kind of story, is it? Is this like? I mean, let me guess, pocket universes and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's oh, what a surprise. Um, well, yeah, and <laughs> but it has the death of Superboy, so it's a pretty uh, big story. Shit, really? But uh, yeah, so that that hasn't been collected in any Legion volumes yet. Oh. Uh, it's probably been collected. With this Man of Steel stuff a few times, but I uh, just thought that was worth mentioning. So who wrote The Death of Superboy? Was it Byrne or was it Levitz? Uh, I believe Levitz. I think Levitz did the Legion like issues to. and Byrne did the Superman issues. I'd like to do that uh, on the show at some point, you know? just to... Yeah, for sure. Why not? I mean, you know how much I love Superboy. Was Crypto with him when he died? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I, I think he was in the story, but I don't know. Feels heavy, man. Feels very heavy for me. Real heavy. <laughs> Wow. The yeah, you might not recover. Boy. I don't know. Yeah, the death of Superboy. That's a tough one, isn't it? I wonder why DC were like, oh, we, you know what we've got to do? Kill Superboy. It's like, fuck you, DC. Yeah, well, that's the <laughs> thing is like, um, it's like he must <laughs> die. <laughs> when they put things out of continuity, though, for a while, at least post-crisis, like not only did they want it out of continuity, they're like, well, we don't want that to have ever happened. We have to kill it. You couldn't just have like, oh, he's from a pocket dimension, and you can continue to have the adventures of Superboy. But they're just like, no. This this Don't. relates to something I read on Facebook. Though. Like that's so stupid because I think where they've got now, although I hate like death metal and all that shit. I, I mean, I hate that with a passion. But yeah. the idea of the multiverse, it, it, it firstly, it's what they originally came up with anyway, and there's nothing wrong with it. So you can say on Earth seventeen this happened, Earth eighteen this happened. Um, and then I saw a Facebook post where apparently Warners are now putting a lot of pressure to make it like all their films match with their TV. And at first I was like, mm. how could they possibly make it all match? It's all over the fucking place. 
But in reading the article, it was just like, oh, yeah, it's all one big multiverse. So I'm like, that is what it was already, and that's not hard. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, um, I mean, Marvel's doing it more the hard way, where it's like, here, watch this movie, now watch this show, and it all ties in together. Yeah, but DC, DC can't do like, that. They're all over the, the shop. They're all, yeah. they're all over different channels. I mean, it's clear that it's the DC, it's clear that they don't match up. They're not intended to match up. Like, there's not any... Yeah. There's not even... A, like, Marvel do a few tricks where it's like, oh, it all matches, but also, like, none of it fucking impacts on each other, you know? Um, well, I think now with the um, the streaming stuff they're doing, I think Marvel's kind of stepping up the game where, yeah, like, that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, sure. the Daredevil stuff, like... Yes. That's personally, I don't count to. that as, like, it's, MCU, It's, right? it's very tangential. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's very, very... It's it, in the loosest possible sense it's connected in terms of the same universe, but I agree, the uh, Disney Plus stuff is a lot, way more integral. Like, it's 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 designed to bring the movie viewers to TV to further, you know, explore these characters. Um, yeah, it's just Well, funny. you know, on that topic, though, how crazy is it for them that they got this ready, like, just in time for COVID? I mean, I guess not just in time. They're about a year too late, but they had this in the works just mm. as theaters were closing down. You know, it's kind of fortunate for them that they were already working on trying to bring that experience into our homes. Uh, it's just kind of interesting yeah. to me. Well, I mean, let's face it, Disney Plus, uh, Disney are well aware that theatre attendances were decreasing pre-COVID anyway. Um, you yeah, know, a- across, the bo- across the board, the rising price of going out to the cinema, like, that's the whole reason for Disney Plus, it's to bring the experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, COVID, um, you know, I wouldn't say they've done it because of COVID, but they're benefiting from it, but... Yeah, that was For the whole sure. point of it, you know. I, I think it's a smart play. I mean, Disney, when you've got the cash base they've got, uh, you do hear people on the internet, we know, Rich, convinced Disney's going bankrupt. They're not going bankrupt, you know. They're, they're bleeding. A, <laughs> they're bleeding a bit of money in the middle of a COVID thing, but they're, as you can see now, the hype on this Marvel stuff um, is still huge. You know, the, the yeah, the is parks there. is a huge hit, it but is, I mean, this new streaming stuff is. Yeah. You know, uh, what, 100 million subscribers? You know, that's all new income because they didn't have a streaming service before, right? Yeah, and it's it's a long game. You know, it's it's a long game. It's not to be judged in this quarter or next quarter. I mean, they're looking, <laughs> they're looking 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the track. They're, they're really looking because they've got the money to do it. Right? You know, that's, that's the whole point of being aggressive and making these acquisitions and uh, putting out the streaming service. I mean, I, I was looking at the streaming service last night and it was it was to watch that episode of Spider Man with the spot. We were talking about it off. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I started flicking through. I was like, okay, they're slowly because they they really suffered from no new content. But I was like, okay, they've got a bit of stuff on here now. Um, I forget how much stuff they've got on there in terms of just Marvel and all the animated stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is actually quite convenient now. Like, um, they're certainly not challenging Netflix in terms of content, but at least they're slowly starting to get some more new content out there because that's where it was suffering in the first year they had mandalorian and that was it you know yeah um and now you know they'll have a new episode of like a marvel show it seems every week yeah going forward but it's still like you know um it's so niche that there's yeah you know you can't afford that market really but um but yeah i mean i think the thing that's nice about uh disney is for the most part and i know like rich would probably disagree but I think Marvel, for the most part, is doing well. Not just Marvel. Marvel and Disney are putting out quality 
content, you know. It's not all fantastic, but yeah. it's still yeah. better than a lot of the other crap that's out there. It's very, uh, how can I, what's the word, consistent. Um, yeah, consistent. And they, don't really, they haven't really put out any stinkers in a long time. Um, yeah. yeah, there's definitely a consistency and... Yeah, I mean, look, we're watching One Division, and and I don't think it's the greatest show ever, but it's definitely interesting enough, and it's a bit of a change of pace. Uh, and you mm-hmm. know, when Captain America and um, you know, whatever it's called, the Falcon or whatever the Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah, yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier, whatever that comes out, that'll be a bit more action based and a bit more like their their movies, I'm sure. You know, um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying One Division. Actually, I have uh, Age of Ultron playing in muted right now uh just because i've been in that kind of mood and you know this is the one with the scarlet witch and vision being introduced yeah no it's it's a pretty decent one Uh, i totally agree um i quite liked age of ultron at the time i didn't quite understand why people were up in arms at some sections of it you know Um, yeah i think uh maybe they could have done a bit more to progress the thanos type thing i don't know i think there were certain things people wanted there to be like black panther or you know do more world building I wanted Spider-Man, and I thought Spider-Man was going to turn up, and I was very disappointed when he wasn't. I mean, that was the rumor. People were like, Captain Marvel's going to show up, like Panther's going to show up, Spider-Man. It was probably too soon, but, you know, still. It is what it is. Anyhow. Now, so what other Legion news have we got? I was going to say the other thing, and I'll save the other one for after we read the Bendis issue, but the other thing is the Heroes Reborn crossover. There's going to be a one-shot called Heroes Reborn, Hyperion, and the Imperial Guard which is significant only because um, Hyperion is like, you know, Marvel's take on Superman. Yes. And the Imperial Guard is Marvel's take on the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, So it's a pretty obvious direct reference to the Legion. So it might be something that Legion fans are interested in picking up. Oh, I thought it was, I was thinking it was the Shia, you know, how they've got the Imperial Guard or something like that. Yeah, it is that Imperial Guard. Oh, it is that Imperial Guard. Okay. Yeah, so what happened was Dave Cockrum was drawing the Legion, and then he went over to Marvel to do X-Men, and he created the Imperial Guard there, and all of them are, like, pretty directly, um, like, uh, I don't know the word, rip-offs or whatever. Of, they're um, pretty cool, though, in their own right, though, the Shi'ar Imperial Guard, I've always felt. Yeah, I like them. I, yeah, and I didn't yeah. mean rip-off in, like, a mean way, just in the sense that I can't think of another word. Oh, my. Yeah, no, I, I, I honestly didn't. I never made that connection, ever. But I guess now when I think about it, they are... I mean, they. I haven't read a ton of them. I mean, that I haven't read it... I'll put it differently. I haven't read a ton of X-Men comics where they do a ton. They're just there, yeah. you know, if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, I like them in, like, the Hickman stuff. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but, yeah, um, so that should be interesting to check out. I think this is supposed to be a story of young Hyperion and his adventures with the Imperial Guard. So it's like, you know... It'll Which was like telling a legion story. As you know, I've never read Squadron Supreme, but mm-hmm. and I want to do it on the show over two weeks. But he was saying to me that they're evil. Is that right? Or evil, um, or, or, or like very dark, or something? I was like, I didn't know that. So a lot of the times when they come around, like the first couple times, they're uh, like mind controlled, oh. and then after that, it's not that they're evil, but it's like they're supposed to be the Justice League in the Avengers world, so right. you're supposed to, like, root for the Avengers. Uh, so usually they're kind of shown as more, like, maybe authoritarian or something. Sounds um, interesting. And that's, yeah, and that's why, like, that Grinwald story is kind of about them doing, 
you know, being divided because, you know, they have the power to change the world, but by changing the world, are they uh, doing things they shouldn't? It's kind of like Identity Crisis, I guess, I would yeah. compare it to. I, I've really got to read it. I think it sounds interesting. Um, yeah. I, it's I really just, great. I love yeah. it. Okay, no, I'll definitely... You know what I wish I was I'd got it? I reading the sequel to it the other day. Sorry, the, the Grunwald written sequel. I was really uh, finally getting around to reading that. Not near as good as the original, but still interesting enough. But yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I was going to say, there was a... I, I never really knew what it was, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. There was a omnibus for many, many years on the shelf at my comic store of Squadron Supreme, and I almost bought it, like, multiple times. Um, well, dude, they just re-released it. You should pick it up. It's good. Yeah, if they've re-released it, I'll I'll pick it up and yeah, I, I kind of want an omnibus form. I've got it digitally, um, but I would like to oh, get okay, it. Oh, cool. yeah. I would like to get um, an omnibus form. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. In the omnibus, I guess it would be the twelve issues of that, mm. um, and then there was a Captain America issue that kind of tied into it also. Right. By Engel or by what's his name? Not Englehart, but um. Uh, Grunwald. Who wrote that? Grunwald, yeah. Yeah. Um. And then there's he did a sequel to it, and then there've been other like sequels and follow-ups like. Uh, the music Avengers book kind of has like a sequel to it. So, oh, really? I've read, um, yeah, I, you know what? I've read a bit of it at times. Like, I, I've read, okay, I can see here. I'm looking at Squadron Supreme. Uh, yeah, okay, hardcover. It's a pretty decent price too. So that looks pretty, pretty good. And it collects one to twelve. Uh, Squadron Supreme. Captain America 314 and Squadron Supreme Death of Your Universe. Oh, really? That's it? Okay. Um, I mean, that's now, all of the... Um, that's all the Grunwald stuff. That's kind of what I want, though. I kind of want the Grunwald yeah. stuff. Now, am I right in saying they're from another universe? Is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's why they're not... I know they're around every now and then, but that's why they're not around normally. You know, you don't normally see them flocking in the Marvel Universe. You know? Well, there's so many different versions of them that I think maybe some of them... Uh, no, maybe not. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, oh. But, you know, Hickman introduced some of them in his Avengers yes. run. And I remember. Like Hyperion versions. was yeah. massive in it. Hyperion was like friends with Thor yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then also... Uh, there's a really good run that JMS did over in the Marvel Max line. I've read some of this, actually. You know, that's actually yeah. what I have read. Supreme or something it's called. Um, um, it's really yeah. dark. Something it's, like, super dark. Um, it is, and unfortunately, yeah. I think it went kind of unfinished. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's good, though. No, you know, you know what? I, I have stumbled across that at some point many years ago, and I read it, and you're 100% right. It's really good, and then it just kind of tails off. Um, yeah, it's really disappointing because it was actually really interesting. Okay, uh, I'm going to put that on the signal agenda uh, for Legion fans. I- I'm going to let you guys know when it's coming, but I'm going to be doing that on the normal signal of Doom within the next couple of months. I'm going to do it over two weeks because I, awesome. I think it, de- it deserves. If you want to come on that episode, Adam, you, you certainly can. Um, if you'd no, like, I appreciate to. it. Yeah, yeah, I'll think about that. Yeah, yeah, have a think about that, man. You know, take. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I suggested that one to you maybe a couple years ago now, and you've been kind of hot about doing it. Yeah, so, well, you, all, you know, a lot of distractions come up. Um, you know. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I, I, I just want to read it because I'm just I, I hear about it and I'm like, this sounds really fucking interesting. Like, I, I guess I didn't really understand what it was to be honest. Uh, like, I had no idea it was the Justice League, and then they're evil. I'm, I was like, "What?" 
Uh, I was like, like crime syndicate, but then it sounds like more like they're just, it's a darker version of the Justice League or something, you know? Yeah, and at times it's actually kind of cheesy, so you might want to brace yourself for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, sure it's it kind of like a, a, a deconstruction of the DC stuff done by Marvel, so it's kind of cool. I think it's cool. Now, um, all right, now, is there any more news items you've got for Legion before we dive uh, into my next item? Yeah, there's one more thing, but I'll just mention it when we talk about the Bendis issue. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Bendis is inevitably disappointing fucking finale. <laughs> um, now, I've got a news item that, well, you actually sent it to me this morning, and it was so surprised mm. me that I thought we've got to bring it up um, on the uh, Legion outpost. Now, this is a scoop from Bleeding Cool. Now, we know Bleeding Cool is basically fucking, you know, shoots off about anything, but... The the, uh, the the headline grabbed me. DC Comics buyout in the works from fans with lots of money. And at first I thought, here we go again. Um, here we go again. Another fucking, you know, a few discontented sort of versions of Rich, you know, um, saying they're going to buy DC Comics. But then it's all about how the the move to Burbank um, and the cost of it is was very, very expensive. Um which means they've got to justify uh, the profitability on the titles, which, of course, they struggle to do in this era, um, and how they're cutting back on serialised print. They're going to increase digital, um, and they're going to licence their publication to other publishers, um, which we've all heard about. Now, it's also talks that Marvel, IDW, and Dynamite have all approached DC um, to buy the the publishing line, but the prices cited were too high. Now... Um, okay, so is there any more than that? I mean, that just seems so crazy to me that Warners would let the DC line go when they're milking it for all these movies. Like, how could you let Marvel buy it? it just... Yeah, well, I mean, um, I'm not sure. Maybe I missed... But, yeah, in this case, they said what it's like a, con- a conglomerate of rich fans, right? Um, um, which is interesting. I don't know about that. Uh, last year, a number of high-rolling individuals yeah. were given tours of DC Comics Burbank with AT&T slash Warner's officials. As a result, there may be some new options. Um, yeah, so a, a collaboration of some of the biggest cheeses who, with a combination of personal wealth and raised capital, are making an approach to buy AT&T. Right, not to buy DC Comics outright. Uh, not to touch the movies, the games, or the merchandise, but solely the rights and ownership of the comic book side of the publisher to be able to create and publish the DC Comics as they would like. Let Warners do the movies and TV shows, but take all the cumbersome work of actually publishing comic books off their hands while Warners are free to adapt if they wish. Um, yeah, okay. So, that's interesting. I yeah, mean, so, I mean, it's just kind of weird... Um that there would be people that would be interested in that, but, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Some people have got um, a lot of cash, you know, like, if you think about it, like, there'd be some rich fucking old guys out there um, who I, you know, I assume... It just seems weird that they would... How can I put it this way? If you've got that deep pockets, why would you be interested in just buying the comics? Because the real money is from the adaptations of the comics. It sounds more like a passion thing for them, because... Yeah. I also just don't think it's realistic to purchase the the movie rights. I don't think that they'd give them up. Neither do I. Um, that would be a colossal. That would be more like a fucking Disney buyout of Warner's if that ever happened. That that would yeah. That, it would be a swallowing up. There's no way Warner's AT and T would give up their movie rights 
because they're one of the most profitable things they've got. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It seems... Yeah, I, I, it's just so... a very interesting sort of... I, maybe someone's out there like a billionaire and he seriously looks at DC's product line and is very unhappy and he wants to basically buy it and do it his own way. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and, you know, I think as uh, you, you and I are probably in that camp of the kind of disillusioned fans at this point where, you know, it sounds, you know, interesting. Sure. Uh, people that have a little maybe more passion for the uh, stories and not being controlled by... Oh, yeah. ETT I mean, I'm, 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 I'm more critical of Marvel than DC, but I'm critical of both of them for their, yeah. for their overall product line. I'm not talking about one or two good books, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. every publisher has those, but their overall product lines are relatively unimpressive. Um, mm-hmm. to, to me, uh, at least anyway. And and frankly, aren't, how can I say, they're, they're not using their assets in a wise way. They're, they're using Batman, but other than that, um, there's Well, a that's lot what of I was thinking about, is like, budget-wise, I'm happy to have, you know, five or six books I can buy from DC, because I can't afford them all. Sure. But like right now, I'm having trouble sometimes even finding things mm. to meet my budget that yeah, yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. You're not doing that much good stuff. Yeah, but definitely. Um, anyway, yeah. So this could be interesting, but also like I don't want them to like buy them up and then sell them all off either. That would kind of suck. I did see Jimmy Palmiotti uh, was interested in Power Girl. He's like, yeah, I'll buy Power Power Girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, he so, loves uh, Power Girl. Him and Amanda Connor. Yeah, I like that book too. But that that's what kind of made me sad. Is like, but well, why, I don't why would Jimmy Palmiotti to buy to Power buy the Girl and not to Power be able Girl? To, What's that? I mean, that seems bizarre that Jimmy Palmiotti would just buy the rights to Power Girl. Like, what's That's it? what I mean. Like, yeah. wouldn't it kind of suck if, like, okay, Superman's here. Uh, Batman, you're going to be in Marvel Universe now. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, maybe, hey, uh, Green Lantern, you're going to go join the Valiant Universe now. That would know? really suck. If that things would, like that happen, yeah. that would suck. That would really suck. Like, that, that would, <clears throat> excuse me, that would just kill me. You know, yeah. like, I would just be like, There's, I'm no thank you basically. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, that is the kind of thing that could also fall apart. You, this is the, if, if it was a coalition of, like, let's say it was a coalition of like five or six really wealthy individuals, that's also, you know, that could easily fall apart. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, exactly. And I mean, just because, you know, these guys like comics doesn't mean they like the same kind of comics that I like or that you like. So, you know. It's know. interesting though, because, uh, you know, if you think about it, at the moment, DC has always been a collection of fiefdoms, like the Superman office, the Batman office, you know, the whatever office. Like they're they're split yeah. into offices, and it's it remains that way, you know. And and the Batman mm-hmm. office would exert a lot more power than any other office for sure. Um, but you know, everyone has their own offices, and sort of they've always had to do a bit of horse trading to get characters playing with each other outside of like a Justice League book in each other's books. So. Yeah, it, 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 it has potential, but where I think the potential is limited... I mean, what, hey, what if IDW starts... If IDW starts doing the entire Green Lantern line, would you, would you care? Would you still buy Green Lantern or, you know, check out Green Lantern? Would it, would it make you more or less likely to, to read Green Lantern? I mean, ultimately, if it's, like, a good story, I would still be interested, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'd be disappointed that they're not like in the uni- in the DC universe anymore. You know. Well, I think that that would be the question, though. Could they be? 
you know? Like, yeah. could you have a Green Lantern book and could you still have guest appearances from other characters, but they yeah. just wouldn't be on the, the, the title of the book? That's the kind of thing... I mean, DC have almost been down this road before. In the, in the 70s, this almost happened, you know? They almost... With the implosion, they almost stopped publishing um, periodicals mm-hmm. then. And I'm sure there's been other crisis points... We're certainly at one now. I mean, it all points to me that a great change is going to come, that we've been talking about the entire length of Signal. That moment is almost upon us, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's kind of, hmm. you know, um, you know, just a little unsure, but Jim, Jim Lee's know, maybe it'll be for the best. Jim Lee's invisible, isn't he? Yeah, I it mean, seems like it anymore. Jim Lee, a fucking ghost at the head of the machine. I don't think he even is the head anymore. I think he's just, you know, he's almost just been so so sidelined and silent since Dan Dio left. Yeah, he's basically just like the face anymore, it seems like. But, uh, yeah, it's disheartening, man. Uh, you know, something that you were excited about um, just kind of just falling apart. Withering on the vine, basically. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 dark times. Um, but you know, I mean, some stuff will come out. Like the, there'll be, there'll be good books that'll come out. I mean, frankly, they're a victim of their own mediocrity and also mm-hmm. of changing audience tastes. So it's it's both things. They they've not been strong. They've catered. They've desperately tried to cater the last few years to a, a very small vocal fan base. They've lost a lot of readers, and then tastes have shift. Like that, you know, more people buy trades and buy digital. Their, their model is changing, and mm-hmm. and they and they've been slow to adapt. They've kind of stuck their head in the sand. They haven't provided good content, and now they're trying, but um, or their price point's so high as well. That's the other thing that hurts them. Um, yeah, for sure. The price point on the individual floppies, I would never buy them. You know, like they're a gigantic ripoff. I'm, I'm sorry, but they are, and. And that's the end consequence of a declining fan base, you know, a dwindling readership um, and high cost of production. So it's about time they've started paying more attention to their digital. Um, yeah, I, uh, I buy through like a subscription service, so I get a pretty significant discount on mine. But cool. I was looking at like my first order was in 2016, and a lot of those books were like uh, $1.80. Because wow. of the discount, wow. but now you know they're like three dollars because yeah. of the discount because the price has gone up so much. Mm. And that's only in a few years. Is that through DCBS? Yeah. So they were doing, or DC was doing three dollar books back at the launch of Rebirth, and then you know now three dollar book is pretty much unheard of, except for maybe somewhere at Image or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's going to be interesting. I think we are watching the slow, inevitable collapse of the model. Um, and, yeah. you know, that's just the way it's going to be. I, I fear for the stores as well. I, I, you know, I've got a lot of content. You and I have got a lot of content. There's a lot of gold that's been in the hills for a long time. So, you know, we can survive a bit of a drought, but I fear for the stores. If DC fall over and stop publishing stuff, um, you know, maybe they'll just keep publishing Batman, you know, or Superman or something. But mm-hmm. um, that's going to have a significant impact on stores, you know? Yeah, I you know maybe they'll be like the next blockbuster, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Which sucks because you know blockbuster was like a giant, you know, corp, you know business, whereas you know these comic book shops are mostly like private owned. So well, the thing is, if you think about blockbuster, uh, you know, what killed blockbuster streaming? Yeah, um, mm, that yeah. was that was the didn't adapt to it. 
they didn't adapt to it, and before that, DVDs being available in stores, you know, at a reasonable price, was also killing them before that as well. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, like, you could rent a DVD, uh, just like you could rent a video back in the day, but really, if you if you broke it down, a lot of people were like, well, I'd rather just buy it, you know? Yeah. So same. that weakened them, and then streaming killed them. And it, it happened quickly. It, it, it killed music stores and stuff. The slight... before streaming even was the the red box thing. I don't yes. know if you guys. Yeah, yeah no, we've yeah we, where you that's basically where you order it, isn't it? And they send it to you. Is that right? The red box is like you know like drive through. Yes. Rental store, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You you pick it up and then you just drop it back in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, what what I was going to say is the the small like last advantage, not so much of the stores, but of the product, is that people like with their big hard covers and see I think the big hard covers uh, and the big soft covers is still something people actually want. I mm-hmm. think that, I think they want them a lot more than they want the floppy singles, you know? Yeah, seems like you could just cut out the floppies. Yes. Do it digital then release a hard cover. That's what I've been saying for a long time. Or, yeah. or or a reasonable sized soft cover, you know, not the tiny thin ones. I'm talking like a reasonable sized hard cover uh, soft cover like I'm looking at Jeff Johns's JSA, I or or an epic collection. I think that's where they're still going to have a future. Now that might not be in comic book stores; that could just be in normal book chains, you know. But there's still a demand for that as collectors. Like I have a huge digital collection, but when it comes to buying stuff I like, I, I wait and get those hard covers or big soft covers, and they're great for the shelf. Now that is one thing that I don't think will probably go away for maybe another couple of generations, you know. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think comic books will survive, you and I, but uh, mm. you know they got to adapt, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, they've definitely got to adapt, and um, and it's about time. Now, into let's move on to Bendis's uh, Legion of Superheroes twelve. Yeah, yeah, um, and if you, we look at this cover here, it seems like they pretty much threw everyone that didn't get to do much of anything in the comic on this cover. Yeah. yeah, you have Matter Eater Lad, X-Ray Girl, Sun Boy, uh, Shrinking Violet, uh, Star Boy. I don't think any of those really had anything to do this entire series. Yeah, Element Lad's there. I quite like Element Lad's design, actually. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, a lot of people think he looks like uh, Stoner or something. He does a bit, but that's not. That's probably fitting, you know. I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I don't. He does, but I, I don't think that's out of place. Um, now, did you want to do the news about Bendis before we do this thing, or should we do the issue first? Uh, yeah, let's just do the issue first, okay, I reckon. Fine. So, um, I quite like the tagline, will Superboy's past destroy the future? And I was like, okay. Um, we had, I, and overall, I felt this was a better issue than he's been doing normally, because stuff happened. We talked about Saturn Girl at the start, and basically, in essence, she's saying that maybe she thinks she sort of, uh... Convinced, pushed. convinced, yeah. or pushed the rest of the team to to accept Superboy, uh, cause psychically. She was, yeah, psychically, because she was so enthusiastic, and that's one of the basically the powers of her people on Titan. Um, and yeah, and then Rogelzar. Now Rogelzar destroyed Krypton. Is that right? I don't remember. It was something like that. I don't know how. Like, um, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, all right. Um, well, it, it, yeah, it says here at some point that he and he he destroyed Krypton, 
Then he came to Earth and destroyed the lost city of Candor. Um, he declared a blood feud on all Kryptonians, but disappeared centuries ago. Um, and now he's obviously back. Um, yeah. So, but Superboy didn't know any of that. And so he's super angry because he's just found out that the Rogelzar destroyed Krypton. I think he knew. Oh, did he? Okay. All right. Well, it was just, an, you know, he's only been here in the future for like, I don't know, two weeks or something. Yes. So it's fresh. And this, yeah, it's fresh for him. And that's what she says at the end of her recap. She says, even though we've known for this story for a thousand years, for John Kent, this is, this is fresh pain. Yes. And I just... That line there where he does that thing, this is this is fresh pain. Mm. I hate that so much. Like yeah. I just I, I he does that thing where he's like, Oh, she's really broken up about this, so she's gotta like stop her sentence and start again. I hate I I, I hate that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. No, I, I get what you're saying. You, the way it's like this is this is yeah. fresh pain. Like, yeah, that is stupid. Yeah. It's like she had to take a minute to like choke up. And no, I I, yeah, I hate that too because otherwise I quite liked it. But n- now that I realise what you're saying, yeah, it is stupid. But that's just Bendis wanting to get to the next page, and having um, you know that that line there. He she he could have she could have cut that out and not said this is on the page before. Yeah, and had the same impact. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, but instead he had to do like, oh, this is. I've got a question. This is. This is deep stuff, yeah. Dave, if you on, don't know. Yeah, it's very deep. Now, on, on page four, when when Superboy is flying you know, and kind of pushing Rogelzar, why is he smiling at the end? Of, it looks like he's smiling at the end of that panel, like in the bottom pa- right panel. Is that a smile? Um, yeah, I think artwork? so. I think we're supposed to kind of take what Imra is saying and kind of apply it to how he is feeling. So it was actually kind of well done, I thought, where... Um, Rogelzar got put into the Phantom Zone at the end of the story arc he was in, in Superman. And then now he's come out of the Phantom Zone, and he's seen that John Kent had this idea for the United Planets, which has blossomed. And uh, the United Planets came about from the destruction of Krypton. Um, And then now the United Planets has created this team of heroes. And, you know, I think he's just smiling about how, you know, Rogelzar would have... Not great artwork, though, it, to be honest. It looks kind of stupid, that sort of smile. And considering he's kind of fighting for his life and he's and he's in such a high-pressure moment, would he really take the time to smile at her news? You know what I mean? Exactly. And, I mean, it's not even her telling him that, I think. It's just him, like, feeling what she's saying. You know, we're just supposed to think that he's thinking the things that she's saying, pretty much. But, yeah, okay. I agree with you. I, I did find it fascinating... Uh, this is obviously from Bendis' Superman run. Galactic leaders meeting in secret led to the conspiracy around the disruption of Krypton. Like, uh-huh. I'm like, what? Like, Krypton, I'm sorry, Krypton blew up because of fucking earthquakes, you know? And what, Bendis has to come in now and tell us all that there was a big conspiracy to, 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 to kill the planet? I mean, it's an interesting idea, but what? why do you have to mess with it? Like, everyone knows that Jor-El was going to the council telling them the problems in the Earth's core and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? In Krypton's core. Yeah, and I mean, I will say there's probably been a bunch of different reasons for Krypton exploding based on the continuity, but I do kind of agree that, like, this isn't really a story I needed, and if if it was a story I needed, you could have come up with a better character than Rogelzar to facilitate it. Bullshit, like, fucking, um, 
sort of stand-in, like, doomsday character almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care for him. Thanks, Bendis. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're fighting, and then they crash down and, like, smash the Earth. Or I guess they're not on Earth, but they smash the planet, and all the Legionnaires kind of get knocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which we'd already seen that all the Legionnaires were pretty messed up at the end of the last issue, so now I guess they're extra, like, uh, smashed. Extra smashy. And there's a whole bunch of them. And in fairness, I will say this to Bendis. I've got a, you know, I, I'm quite critical of Bendis's run here, but given that obviously he was told he had to wrap it up for issue 12, I actually think he did a decent job with having everyone on the planet and fighting Rogelzar and then fighting Mordrew. And I actually honestly think he did a decent job. This shows me Bendis can still write an ending. I just wish he would do it, like, more often. Um... Yeah, I guess I I agree with you for the most part. Like, there was some good fighting and stuff, and uh, I, I mean, he had but, to do it. It's, I'm not saying it was fucking fucking Watchmen, but it's like it, Bendis just never these days seems to really finish anything. It's all just fucking B C plot. At least in this scenario, given a deadline, given a you know this is this book is in this incarnation is finishing on twelve. It felt like he he did push it forward. Is what I personally think. Well, uh, that was going to be my other news item. I guess oh. is that Bendis uh, did like an Instagram post or whatever this week, and he said that there will be more Legion. It's just maybe not going to be at like a regular schedule. Oh great! So I don't know. Oh, we'll so maybe it's like shit. we have to wait a few more extra months, and then it'll come back month to month, or maybe it means like oh, here's a mini series, here's a mini series. That sucks. You know? Yeah, I don't know. That we'll really see, sucks. but. When you're saying how he's wrapping it up, um, I don't think he is, and that actually annoys me more <laughs> because it's like, oh, okay. I don't know. Well, I, I, when I say I, I just felt that, like, I, I got the impression that reading this, okay, jumping ahead a bit, the stuff about the Great Darkness, I reckon he clearly had plans to do a Great Darkness saga, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then it, in this issue, it's like, oh, maybe this was the Great Darkness. And I was like, oh, please, uh, you know, like... It seems so rushed. And then at the end, he's like, oh, no, this really wasn't the Great Darkness. And it was a lot of wishy-washy stuff. But yeah. I, I, I think he did push forward a lot of ideas to try to wrap them up on this issue as best he could. Um, that's my impression. I mean, otherwise, I don't think Bendis... I think Bendis would have just given us a much more normal Bendis issue where barely anything happened. Whereas this issue yeah. has the confrontation with Rogelzar. It has the confrontation with Mordru. It has the reveal about the Lantern. It has stuff, you know, actual... There's a little bit of meat on the bones for once. With well, yeah, but that's the thing is, like, maybe give us... Like, maybe just plan to give us a little bit of closure, like... Yeah, yeah. Every six or 12 issues, instead of oh, yeah. thinking you're writing this beautiful masterpiece Hickman-type thing, yeah. where it's like, I read, uh, like, 60 issues of Superman, and it was all just, like, B-plot, <laughs> B-plot, 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 and then it ended. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not being overly... I'm not praising no, Bendis overly here. I mean, really, Bendis should get back in the habit of giving you a conclusion every three to four issues and pushing yeah. it forward. See, that's what he should do if he wants to get his writing kind of muscles back. Um, because this showed me at least that Bendis is capable of giving some sort of a conclusion, whereas previously I felt he's given us nothing other than just move it, move it, move it, move it, keep it moving, BC, yeah. BC, BC... Um, 
Yeah, I'm not being overly praising him. I'm just saying. No, I understand. Yeah. yeah I well, my thing is, it's just like Bendis. Keep track of your subplots. Mm. Keep track of these little hints and things that you drop, and give us closure on like at least some of them. But I, I don't really feel like he did. Like if if you went back, like I, I I agree with you that I think he did a decent job on this issue. But I also mm. think that there was a lot of things from the past eleven issues that you know. Maybe we would get a tease of this or that, and then it's just like no payoff. Yeah, no, fair enough, man. Fair enough, dude. Um, all right. Well, there there is the fight. Um, Rogelzar is just a totally characterless character. Can I just say that he really, he literally is a talking doomsday kind of thing, you know? Well, so is Mordru here, right? Yeah, Mordru. We love Mordru, but you know, I mean, I enjoyed seeing him, but it's, it's certainly not the best Mordru I've ever seen. Got to say once again, the artwork. Um, does so much of the heavy lifting in this book. Like the, I'm looking at the page here where Mordru turns up. It's just beautiful, you know. Yeah, it um, is really well done with the giant dragon. The giant dragon that looks looks awesome. Um, yeah, there was kind of re- a, re- uh, a revelation here that uh, Rogelzar was kind of awakened by Mordru, and Mordru had the Horaz working for them the whole time. Um, which the Horaz were the people that we saw at the beginning of the series. Right. Um, and then also there was uh, Ultra Boys people that were fighting too. I don't know how they tie into, if they tie into Mordru's plan or not. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, interesting. Um, so he, we get a lot of banter though, right? Between like the different legionnaires. Yeah, we do get a lot of banter. How about when on page uh, 10, Mordru's just coming down with a massive spike? looking to sort of spike someone. It's pretty funny, actually. Like, he's just, like, going to try to impale somebody with, like, what looks like a stick. Um, uh, is that a stick? It's, it's on page 10. But beneath it, there's a really bad, saddened girl thing, which is like, it's a new age of heroes. <laughs> and, yeah, I thought that was pretty bad, too. Yeah. But, no, that's Rogelzar there with the, his axe. I also hated that, that Superboy says it's not a club when fucking legion has always gone on about the clubhouse in the classic days you know yeah and it's like it is a fucking club you know <laughs> yeah, fuck yourself super, yeah. like uh, you know john kent superboy tell that to the real superboy it is a club and you used to meet in a clubhouse and then <laughs> saturn god made it even worse it's a new age of heroes and like she just yeah. looks i don't know why she looks so happy she's literally fighting for her life um, there's all sorts and of it's, shit popping it's off. not the best face, I'll be honest. Like, it's terrible. It's not like terrible, but yeah. I think it's terrible. I think it's bad. Well, she looks bad. like she's smiling, but she's yeah. also like manic. You know, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's not good at all. No, it's 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 not good. Um, and then there's but like everyone's getting in on the act. This is a, definitely a big battle issue. This is kind of like almost like an Avengers style Bendis book where everyone's <laughs> fighting at the end, and you know it. They're going to be so critical because mostly if you look at it, it's just people jumping around. Um. Yeah. <laughs> One that was annoying to me was light, Lightning Last Sense. Garth, I can't see Superboy. And if I forgot to tell you, thank, yeah. thank you for making me join the team, brother. Yeah. I can't believe you finally thanked me and chose this moment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm finally enjoying it. Like, shut up. Yeah, no, I know that was not great either. I agree. Um, yeah, that was... Well, there's no reason to, like, get the idea that she would enjoy this, I don't know, from what we know of her character, like... Well, is it pointing to the fact... stupid? Is she mental? I think they're pointing to the fact that she's... Isn't she kind of impulsive? Um... I guess so. I always thought she was the one that was just more, like, 
uh, more. Um... Oh, dude, I think you're rubbing up against your microphone or something there too. I'm getting oh, sorry. a lot of, lot of feedback there. I don't know. Sorry, I hope it, that wasn't going too long. No, you know, just just then you were just kind of. I was like, are you walking around the house? <laughs> no, my uh, wire got wrapped around the little thing. It's but okay. no, <laughs> we always. I always got the feeling she was more like into like uh, civil rights type thing. Yeah, yeah, me too. But now it's like, oh, I just like fighting. No, but I think that yeah. Well, Bendis is just so devoid of like anything real to say yeah. so it's just like she 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 had a bit of a spark about it and so now she's just like the chick who just loves to fight you know it's yeah. like thanks benders um with this bouncing boy panel he goes in and saves invisible kid yep. and invisible kid says invisible gentleman oh <laughs> never mind yeah. but in the last uh, issue he identified himself as invisible kid yeah. And then in, like, the issue before that, he said he's an invisible gentleman. Yeah. It's like, well, which is it? Okay. <laughs> well, um, I also don't care, you know? Um, yeah, that's really... fair. But it's just like, <laughs> I don't know, is this a joke or, like... It's Bendis trying to be know. funny. It's, it's Bendis, like... Bendis thinks that he's fucking hilarious. You know, like... It is, but, like, be consistent with it. You can't have him correcting people, and then he introduces himself as an invisible kid in, like, a different issue. Yeah. Yeah. Know, it's just laziness. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's like Bendis can't even keep track of his own stupid quips now. You know, like he's just lost in the joke that far that he's just like, well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not a complicated fucking joke, Bendis. Um, ab- um, above that is that Karate Kid, like the modern version, saying Karate Bomb. Oh shit, that's Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan of that look of that Karate Kid. Can I be honest? Compared to the normal Karate Kid. Um, I, yeah, I'm not as much either. I don't remember him doing it. I quite like Karate Kid, and, and just him saying Karate Bomb like that is just like, wow. Please, Paul yeah, Levitz, Bendis had this Paul Levitz was dead, he'd be turning over in his grave. Somewhere in Hollywood, Paul <laughs> Levitz is just shaking his head. You know, like, he's just like, <laughs> seriously, like, this is what yeah. Bendis brought us, Karate Bomb. <laughs> Poor Paul. Um, I did like, down here, we have Dream Girl and White Witch and Saturn Girl. Yeah, I like uh, she says, we practice this in the computer simulator. The White Witch, Dream Girl, and I are able to combine our powers in a way that can end in any multiplayer battle. So, you know, I kind of get the idea that Dream Girl would be predicting and then Saturn Girl would be picking up Dream Girl's uh, predictions and transmitting them to White Witch so that White Witch can summon the proper spells, which I thought was kind of neat. Oh, I, yeah, it's one of my favorite bits, actually. Um of, of the of the whole issue three of my favorite characters together too um yeah then we've got yeah. roggles uh, actually landing a decent blow on superboy which i thought was a decent panel actually yeah that's pretty cool pretty 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 nice so there's a nice artwork um you know and and then you look at roggles and i was like looking at him and i'm like he's like 1000 years ago i did not come unprepared looking at him i was like what is going on with roggles like it's like he's a combination like bane <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, he does kind of look like that. <laughs> with a sort of burnt head. I was just looking at him for a while going, what is going on with Ruggles are? I mean, you won't find out in this book, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a dead shot eyepiece. He's yeah. got like a beak. Yeah, he's yeah, got like a Yeah, he looks like Bane crossed with Doomsday. On. Yeah, like Bennis is like, okay, we want to rip off Doomsday. He's like, we want to rip off Doomsday. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just... Not good stuff. Thanks, Bendis. Um, um, that next page, though, that page or the panel with uh, Triplicate Girl. Mm. What do you think's happening there? I want to get your take on this. Let me let me see. Um, 
blah 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 where it's like Brainiac, John Kent is in trouble. Um yeah. you're breaking up. John is in trouble and then she goes red. Some there are like red Oh yeah, I think I can see. Uh Mordru is yeah, I can see what Mordru No, I actually meant in the panel above that with Triplicate Girl, there's a lot of people that are kinda of confused about what Triplicate Girl's doing. Um yeah, well, I'm looking at it. Um, where she's running, and she's saying Brainiac John Kennedy's in trouble. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. And then, and then some. Oh, uh, Saturn Girl's in the red bubble, which she also uses to control Mordru. I don't know what she's doing. She's running around. I yeah. Know. Well, the, I guess what I'm getting at is a lot of people <laughs> when they saw this thought that Triplicate Girl was splitting into like eight people. I could see but them saying that, but is... I think it's, she's running fast, and it's kind of just an effect. Well, see, my my thing is, I think that that's her combining, and as she combines, like, there's, right. you can see like uh, how you know purple and uh, you know what would it be purple and what purple and green make blue. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It's, yeah, that, color that theory. Could be, yeah, that, no, that's right. I think uh, it's yeah. kind of like, and then the black one there with the white hair is what she looks like when she's just one. No, I think that's right. Yeah. I think I, I could definitely see that. I mean, when I was looking at it, it looks like it's kind of one version of her. And you're right, she seems like she's kind of melding into one. It's not particularly well explained. Um, it's almost, it, it almost could be taken that she's just running fast like Flash. And it's yeah, kind of like, you know, Flash, you know how Flash has the sort of, I don't know what it is, the speed force or whatever, you know, he's always got the mm-hmm. red shit following behind him. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like that. Now, can Triplica Gold run really fast? I don't know. Not no. normally. Well, yeah, that was something I saw some people complaining about. So I just want to see your take on it. Because for me, I guess I just read it as she's combining from her three bodies into one. And it was just kind of interesting to see what her single body looks like. Um, yeah. I kind of like that she turns, like, black and white. I thought that was well, kind of Well, that would make sense because they've made a big thing up until now of how she's all the different colors. You know, when she's mm-hmm. in three. And I've really enjoyed it. But... I don't know if they've ever shown her. I, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to go through the Bendis's 12 mediocre issues. Has she ever <laughs> been just one? This is the first time. Well, then, if, I, think that's that's what, is, then yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I'll tell you it's what, interesting, it, too, because yeah. with comic books, right, there's always cyan, yellow, and magenta. I guess that's printing in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the fourth one is black. Right. So it's just kind of interesting. There's cyan, yellow, magenta is what her three bodies look like, and then when she's combined... Well, I've got black. a question, though, and this, I'm sure, is why people were complaining. She can split into three, so why has she got all the different colours? Because there's only three of her. Well, I think that's what it is. It's like showing those three bodies coming together. Um, you, you see the pink one and the orange one. Oh, uh, I see. When the see. pink one merges with the yellow one, there's kind of like an orange effect of like the mid... Oh. Transformation, I guess, is my oh, thought. Oh, okay. Right, so they all sort of collapse into each other and then it's the final one is her. Yeah, okay. I've got to be honest, though. If people are getting pissed off about this, they must be getting pissed off about a lot of stuff because this is the least of Bendis's bullshit, you know? Would you, would you agree with me on that? Sorry, Dave. I zoned out from there for a second. Oh. I got a text message. What would you say? Oh, I was saying, I was saying if people are getting... Uh, annoyed by just this particular panel, they must be getting pretty pissed off by a lot of Bendis' stuff because this feels like the least of Bendis' bullshit, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. You yeah. know, this is... Look, I get their point, but um, it's just there's so many just garbage moments that don't mean much in the, in this run um, that I just feel like 
Yeah. And uh, one of my least favorite things on the next page. Oh, my God, I hated this. Like, Go ahead. Monel comes in with a beard, which I hate that he's got the beard. I leave my planet for five minutes to collect my thoughts on all hell breaks loose. House of L up. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, why? I, I read that, and I, I, I was like, oh, God. Bendis, yeah, I don't. I just you. the line itself, House of L up. Like I don't. Sucks. I don't get it. Well, it's just anyway. him trying to be. Bender seems to think he's hip, you know, or or at least funny, and he's neither, you know. Yeah, I mean, like for me, I guess sometimes just the way he talks or he thinks people talks, yeah. just doesn't sound organic to me, which is what people praise him for. But I'm like, I think they once praised him, you know, like. Yeah, like 20 years ago they praised him. I think the praise is a lot less these days. I think there's a lot of people who would... I, I think there's probably more people that would criticise Bendis's uh, dialogue now than... He, he was praised for it, and for a while it worked, but he's been doing this for a long, long time now, and he hasn't gotten any better. Um, and I no longer think that his... his, his um, what do you call it? His, his dialogue is, is even worth noting as particularly good. I'd almost call it a weakness, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, and yeah, going back and reading that stuff now too, it's kind of like people like this. It's like, not I'm as not crapping on you guys or yeah. anything, but like Ultimate Spider-Man, I go back and reread sometimes, and I'm like, people like this. Well, I loved it, um, and you've got to be honest. You've got to you've got to look at what was coming out around it, and and Spider-Man had been for you know better or worse in a bit of a hole, you know. Yeah. Um, and there was all sorts of. It kind of like the industry was at a point where it needed an injection of something, mm-hmm. and he did give that, and it was well received. But how? Yeah, about... and I guess to clarify, like I enjoy the story, yeah. I enjoy like the plots and everything, but yeah. just every now and then, like the dialogue or oh yeah, you know something that happens, I'm just like cringing. Well, but, he um... he brought in a lot of conversation moments, especially in the first half of Ultimate Spider-Man. There was yeah. there was dialogue moments. You, you had a feeling like the characters were kind of uh, emoting, and there was definitely dialogue that felt like people would actually talk, and it kind of fleshed out characters in a way, um, which is where I think a lot of people loved it. But it didn't take long before Bendis got into what he's doing now. You know, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The the signs are always there with Bendis. You know. Um, I've I, I read him for a long time and I stopped reading because I was like, man, this is getting unreadable, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's about where I am too. Um, you know, I'll keep following the Legion, but I'm, I'm going to check out his Justice League, but I guess, you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out out of interest, but uh, I'm certainly going to, uh, yeah, I, my expectations are not huge. <laughs> I also wonder how much bullshit he can pull but with Justice League. Like, Justice League has very defined characters. Um, <laughs> so, which makes me... is it, I, I think it's going to be a lot more challenging for Bendis uh, because the, the, the characters are so much more well-defined than a lot of the Legion people um, who haven't kind of, you know... They haven't had the same amount of mainstream play in, like, the last decade. Whereas Batman, Superman, yeah. Wonder Woman... Yeah, but look know. at what uh, Snyder got away with Justice League. And, True. You know, True. How pitiful that was at times. Pitiful, just... Yeah, a, a lot of the time, I would say. Yeah, uh, good, good, good point, good point. Um, but anyway, so yeah, and then you see that. What? Well, why does he do this? You see that? That is Monel with the massive like 
caps, like the sort of trademark, you know, thing. I hate it. That is your father. I'm like, yeah, I really, I, I actually hate the, the that sort of um, style where they break the dialogue box up and make it all flashy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. I don't hate it, but I get, I get what you're saying. It's kind of cheesy. It's super yeah, cheesy. but then uh, it was kind of cool seeing Superboy and Monel team up to smash uh, Rogozar in the face. Yes, it was. Agree. And yeah, and then Doctor Fate comes back, which is good to know he's not dead. Yes, it looked good actually too. I like that. I like that art work there on that. Yeah, panel it's cool design. Doctor, yeah. Uh, I thought this was kind of uh, really stupid. Uh, Zod says. What nightmares have thrived in... Or he's talking about the Phantom Zone, and you know he doesn't want to know how it would be now, uh-huh. but he's going to return Rogozar to the Phantom Zone. And he says, but you should have thought about that before you attacked my grandbabies, you monster. Yeah. You Is that actually Zod? Is that actually General Zod? I think so. It's uh-huh. either him or like his son. If that's General I think it's Zod, supposed to be Zod. If that's General Zod, give me the gun. I'm going to pull the trigger on myself right yeah. now because that's not fucking Zod, you know? Well, it, it, it goes to something that you and Rich were talking about, kind of, well, where you were talking about that orc comic, and <laughs> or maybe it was Red Sonia, and yeah. uh, they you said, what's going on with this guy? That's something that bugs me too, and yeah, you can tell Rich that. I agree with him. Uh, where like they'll have a comic set in like Civil War and like, Hey guys, what's going on or something? But it bugs me here too because Zod doesn't talk like Magran babies. No, like oh fuck, no. it's supposed to be like General Zod, urban. General fucking Zod, the bad guy. We're talking about here, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't talk like that. Sorry, that's General Zod. I don't even understand. That's like the most alternate, pathetic version of General Zod ever. Um, yeah, General Zod yeah. doesn't say Magran babies and doesn't also generally fight on the side of good. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll forgive that because it was a thousand years ago, but yeah. Um, or this is a thousand years I, in the I future. Won't, but... I won't forgive it, um, frankly. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's fucking... I don't... I, you know, I have no... Uh, you know, n- no skin off my back, so... But yeah, it just annoys me uh, that he's making General Zod talk like he's like a... I, I don't it. know. I uh, a grandma. <laughs> I, I, I hate it so much. I, I can barely express how much I hate if that's General Zod. If it's one of Zod's shitty descendants, then okay. But, you know, um, then he's like, Krypton, what say you? And they're like, guilty, guilty, guilty. Um, then they put... I did like this panel where they put him in the um, Phantom Zone. And you see kind of like a kind of like tentacle monster going in. Yeah, it's kind of cool, uh, and we get a shot of the Legion kind of looking into it from the outside, which I thought was neat. What did you think of my idea? I did it on Signal of Doom recently to reach. I was like, what if the whole Marvel... Hate it. Stupid. What's so bad about it? The, 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 I don't even know. Oh, the Cthulhu monster at the heart of creation, and that's what they oh, end up fighting. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, you said that for what the Justice League comic or movie or something, no, or for the, the Avengers movies, for the Marvel movies, like the next villain kind of down the track. If it all if it all comes down to it, when they've disposed of all the bad guys, they get a glimpse of what lies at the dark center of the whole universe, and it's like this huge Cthulhu monster kind of thing. That'd be cool. I kind of like that. Uh, yeah, I like uh, weird, um, like Lovecraftian horror yeah. type stuff, so I, yeah. I would really get a kick out of that. Yeah. I mean, Rich, Rich was like, you know, just throwing so much shade on it. Like, I was like, I think it sounds like an awesome idea. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could do that kind of thing with, like, Galactus, but, I mean, it's hard to get too crazy because he's ultimately, people want him to look like a human. We can't do another cloud creature for Galactus, right? No, we definitely can't do that. That would that would suck, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so I wonder if there's a Marvel character, you know, movie-worthy character that they could do that with. Well, uh, Brubaker did, did play with, sort of, uh, Cthulhu creatures in Secret Avengers. Um Oh, did he? Yeah, did yeah. It was. I mean, the, what I'm saying is, they're just the Cthulhu creatures, just at the just at the base of it. They don't have to be another character. It could be. Like, oh, you want like actual Lovecraftian Cthulhu stuff, then? Yeah, I, I like say Galactus, and and then behind him, that's what's behind him. You know, like that's just what's at the heart of everything. And see, and see, like Captain, mm. Captain America, look at that, and just go, "There's no way we can beat that." And then the portal shuts off, something like that. I want, I wanted them to get a glimpse into. You know, sort of the evil uh, and the darkness. Oh, like, so you're just saying them. like a glimpse, and then we wouldn't actually have like a whole movie of oh, them like not. fighting that. It would just yeah, be like just, this just, is what's waiting for us. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah massive I mean, glimpse. They'll of never it, do it. But... I'd love it if they did it. I mean, it's public domain. You can do it. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that JSA story where the JSA fight a uh, villain called Johnny Sorrow. Right. And he's like a servant of some kind of like uh, Cthulhu creature. I call him, like, the King of Tears, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the JSA kind of gets a look, and they fight him in, like, in the 40s, uh. and they get kind of a look at him, and they're, like, pretty freaked out by it. And just looking at it, I think it's supposed to, like, drive you mad or kill yeah, you. Yeah, 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 that's, that's part of it, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big that part a of story. it, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right, that would be cool. I'd, yeah. I'd like it. Well, thank you. I'm glad someone's enjoyed it. Idea. <laughs> like, I mean, Jesus, like, I put, I put it out My there. My rating Rich. in Rich's eyes probably just went down five points, so... <laughs> Yeah. Rich is, is like, I want something like really dramatic and big. I'm like, I just gave it to you. Like, fuck, yeah. like, how much bigger does it get? You know? They um, all go home and kill themselves. Yeah. And anyway, so then it's all over. And then we get, what did you think of Page 20 and Element Lad in, I don't know what's going on with Element Lad's costume. Like, I like the head. I don't know what's going on with the costume. Um, is he just <laughs> like the stoner? Is that what you were saying? He doesn't really act that way, but that's kind of what he looks like to me. He looks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo or whatever. He does. He, does. Uh, yeah. if he sort yeah. of became more plant based. Um, yeah. yeah, he's just trippy. But uh, yeah, there's something weird with his legs there. Like, um, but you know, I'm not going to nitpick the art because obviously he's a lot better than I am. But there's just something weird about the way his uh, legs are divided, where it yeah. almost looks like he has like a really high crotch or something. Yeah, no, you're right. That's the, actually that's a good point. Yeah, the, if I look at that, I didn't notice that, but yes, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, it is odd. Uh, I agree. When you look at when you look yeah. at it closely, anyway, it uh, make sense. they're all cleaning up on New Krypton, uh, and then we go to Earth, and this a lot of people thinking maybe it's setting up like a Gold Lantern uh, miniseries. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, he was the one that. Uh, people picked up on and started selling his first appearance for like $50 um, because they thought it was going to be like the next big thing. Yeah. But it is kind of interesting. He was saying that uh, that's not the guardians of the galaxy that gave you that ring and, or those aren't the elders of Oa. So it's kind of interesting that, um, you know, we don't really know where he's getting his power from, but he was being lied to and it, yeah. it's kind of creepy. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I thought that was interesting and yeah, it definitely is setting something up. And then the last page is just a big group shot of everyone just 
partying, basically. To be continued, Future State Legion of Superheroes, which we will do next show. Um, mm-hmm. and I got to take you back one page right real quick just yeah. so I can point out something stupid. Mm. Uh, Brainiac says, I need you to calm, keep calm and collected and to keep this between us for now. But after thorough and exhaustive research, I'm fairly certain... This is hard to say right to you. You're such an amazing hero to us all. Fuck off, Ben. Is this stupid character you created is such an amazing hero, and uh, next thing you know, Superman's going to be, like, uh, bowing down to him. Like, are you kidding me? Has he even done anything worthwhile? Like, And also, when does Brainiac talk that way? Brainiac normally has way more attitude. You know? Yeah, Bendis doesn't really, but... Uh, I don't know. It was just annoying to me. And I think I talked about this um, in an earlier issue where he does this thing where he's always got to be like, oh, you are the best character and everyone loves you and you're such an inspiration and an amazing hero. It's like, God, you're so cheesy. It's it's lame as fuck, man. Like... Um, It it, it almost couldn't be more lame, basically. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Bendis. Um... This character you created is the greatest character of all time. Appreciate that. If I had to rank the characters, you're number one. Um, and, and number two is Ruggle Zah, who I also created. And three is Naomi. Yeah. And yeah. fucking all my other shit characters that I've created, like, that no one cares about except Bendis, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, this last page is pretty cool. We get to see yeah. them all kind of like partying. There's that Supergirl character. Like I said, I think that's just a, a native of New Krypton that happens to look like Kara. Not great um, artwork on the face. If you look closely at the face, it's like, what's going on, Supergirl? She kind of looks like she might be like older, which yeah, I guess, does, again, so. makes it seem like maybe it could be Supergirl. But so, really, it's, there's just this tease of Supergirl, but he's never really explained it. Is that right? Uh, well, you see the other super person on the right, you know, I, yeah, but... Why he drew one that looked so much like Supergirl that maybe isn't Supergirl, I don't know. It might not even Bendis's like input. It could be something that has Bendis. Uh, Ryan have Stoke decided people throw on questions at him like this, like any stupid, like you know, like you know, have Bendis. Surely there's people on Twitter going, "Is that Supergirl? Like, what Supergirl is this?" and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I've asked Bendis on questions. I mean, I didn't ask him about this, but I've asked him questions in the past, and yeah, he just ignores them. So fuck you, Bendis. Um, like I asked him whenever the invisible kid thing happened, and then they corrected it for the trade. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, uh, so I guess this wasn't Lyle." And I only asked him this because this guy on the internet kept like crying at me, saying that no, that doesn't mean that there's not two invisible kids. There could still be two. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the fact that they corrected history uh, that it's not the case. <laughs> so this guy was just like, "No, Peter's can't be wrong." Penis <laughs> has never been wrong. This um, guy's always coming at me, and I'm like, really? whatever, man. Yeah, like yeah. fuck off, pal. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some guys on the internet who just they just got nothing but time on their hands to debate the most pointless shit. Um, so there's a lot of hookups kind of thing. Who is the girl holding hands with Wildfire? Just another one of those super people. Um, oh, they just I guess if I had to speculate, you could say it was Natasha Irons, who's Steele's daughter. Okay, you know, and is that kind of got the Steele's daughter? Is in the Legion. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I would. This is just <laughs> one of those natives of New Krypton that oh, was shown earlier. Right. She was actually shown earlier, and that's who it kind of looks like. But you know, I would think she's probably dead. So okay. we'll probably never know. 
And up there, is that? Do I see General Zod holding hands with who is that Shadow Lass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And up front, you see Don Star kissing. Um, yes. Ultra Boy. Right. Yeah, she's really. And then you see that little furry thing just loving it next to her. On the left. Uh, the sort of, oh, that that's uh, Monster Boy. Monster Boy's just loving it. Like, he's going <laughs> yeah. off. And then you see, like, they're, they're really doing Triplicate Girl like she's a bit of a raver. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I thought for a second... She's though, always got a little more personality than the other ones. You know, I think I like her a little more. Yeah. I like Triplicate Girl. I think she's good. Who is the girl with sort of almost looks like the vampiric teeth with Gold Lantern? To the right of Gold Lantern. She's pink with white hair. Is that White Witch? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And bouncing boy, chameleon boy. I can see. Who's with chameleon boy to the right? Who is that? The black girl. Shrinking violet. Shrinking violet. Yeah. Okay. Who's and, never had a line? No. And who's to the left? Shrinking violet's been shrinking from the story. Uh, Phantom girl. Phantom yeah. girl <laughs> in, in the in the in the in the purple. Okay. Is that um? We've got uh, Superboy. God, he's annoying. He's holding his fist up, and then Saturn girl's beside him. <laughs> And then is, who is is that Dream Girl? Sort of the gold glowing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah, a lot of you know. Honestly, what are you giving it out of ten? I guess like a seven. Like like you said, it's not a bad issue. It's just like I'm giving it 6. as 5. a whole with those other eleven issues, it's kind of nothing. I'm giving it six point five. Um, okay. Uh, but I feel like it's it's better than what he's done. But I feel six point five is probably being a little bit generous. You know, but. I'll give it 6.5 because I think he at least did manage to, in a, you know, almost against his instincts, wrap some stuff up, you know? Yeah, and yeah, that's kind of what I think is, like, he did wrap things up. It's just, like, I wish, even if I rate this chapter a little higher, I guess, as a whole, I just feel like it's still not... It's not great. Like, it's almost like the pieces are greater than the whole, you know? Yeah. Like, it's kind of the opposite of what you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> the exactly. sum's supposed to be greater than the whole, but here it's like, on itself, it's fine. It just doesn't really work with anything else that came... Put it this way, supposed if, to go with if, it. if it was a trade on my shelf, it's not something I'd ever want to reread, you know? No, if, yeah, I, I don't I think I'll be like rereading it, this. I feel like it just has gone close to nowhere. You know, it's just, it's, it's bounced around, um, but... You know, really not 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 fantastic. Um, all right, shall we move to and so you so future state is a two parter, is that right? Yeah, I guess we should say, and that's going to be quite drastically different. The first issue is already out. Second one comes out uh, a week from tomorrow. Okay. Um, and so the second issue, and, that, and it's a two parter, right? Um. Yeah, it's a two parter. Okay. And after yeah. that, we don't have any sort of clear date on what Legion's doing. No clear date. We don't know if it's going to continue the future state stuff or if it's going to continue this stuff. I would say it'll be jumping back to continue from this so that we can see the great darkness, unless right. that hasn't happened yet in future state. I don't know. It's hard we... to get a clear answer even from reading the book, you know, how it can be with him. Yeah, and there was that moment where he at first thought that this whole thing with Mordrew was the great darkness... And then yeah. someone says, oh, no, it's not. It hasn't happened yet. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of makes me interested. Like, is it going to be dark side? Because I feel like that's kind of on the nose. But, I mean, you know, who knows? At least you would make things interesting if it was. You know? If, if, yeah. it, if it was dark side, could not even Bendis could fuck that up, surely. You know? <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. 
Um, all right, well, let's move on to the second half of The Curse, which, if I'm right in saying I'm looking at my comic now, was it 306 that we started on? Uh, 305. Oh, 305, okay, I'll go back, okay. Now, we're not going to do panel by panel here, guys. Um, Adam's yeah. going to take us through the thing and then we'll do we'll, through each issue and then, you know, he'll, he'll give us the basics on each issue, issue by issue and then we'll we'll dive into it. Uh, so 305, okay, which, start, which, which has a front cover, um... Who is that? Shrinking Violet? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to get mine up. Sorry, here we go. You're right. Um, I'm using Hoopla, which is a public library app, which is I pretty loved, great. I love the start of this, how they uncover the um, the spy or whatever you want to call her, um, the imposter. Yeah, it's pretty great. And, you know, this led pretty well from what we read last time, right? I don't know if you remember, but mm. they were teasing it pretty hard. Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely yeah. remember. Um, so, uh, Element Lad, uh, Coloss- or Element Lad, and Brainiac Five and Chameleon Boy all know that she's the traitor, mm-hmm. um, and they get her stuck in her shrinking violet form, um, and they say this this gas only affects uh, Durlins, not mm. shrinking, you know, Imskins, who are the shrinking people. Mm. So you should be able to grow back, right? And then she's like, I can't, and that proves to um, Colossal Boy that his wife is an imposter. Man, imagine that. That would be actually... They only just got together, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have been married, which we find out a little bit later this issue. Yeah. And who mm-hmm. does she normally... Is she normally with? Because she left someone she's normally with. <clears throat> uh, that's Duplicate Boy. Right. He's from the Heroes of Lalor. Which explains why when the real one comes back, she just basically just is pissed off at him because he, he just he just kind of gave up on her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we see Wildfire's kind of scrimmaging uh, Ultra Boy, Monel, Timberwolf, and then Phantom Girl and Shadow Lass are kind of sitting back watching and being kind of catty bitches, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she says uh, um, something about Donstar, him being hung up on Donstar. He's just got to be, get adjusted to the fact that Donnie wants a man, not a sack of energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I should say she's being a caddy bitch. Shadowlass didn't really say anything. No, but yeah, she's um, really getting into it. Um, yeah. But then there's the the sequence with... Um, uh, who is... Starboy comes up. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And all in fun, Starboy, all in fun. And then... But then they really lay into him as well. It's pretty funny, actually. Is Dream Girl too busy being leader to pay attention to you? You poor boy. Ah, uh, what's the use? And then yeah. and then the other one's like, ha, ha, ha. But mind you, that's all this fucking guy seems to do, just whine about that. Yeah, um, he's coming to the end of Dream Girl's term as leader. He's feeling a little neglected, and I can understand that, but at the same time, he's being a little bit of a... I wouldn't. Um, uh, yeah, maybe, but I, I'm not going to sit around like fucking whining about it all the time. That's pretty poor fucking form. It's pretty hot. She is hot. <laughs> yeah, he says he wants to get back to some serious cuddling. Yeah, and right now he's actually the deputy leader because Ultra Boy stepped down. Yeah, and so she got appointed. He she appointed him. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next page, we see a little bit about who this uh, shrinking violet disguisee is. Is Yira, who's a Durlin actress. Yes, I quite like this and... story. What's that? I liked this story. I thought this was a nice little twist. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, and I don't know if you remember from the Jeff John Superman and the Legion of Superheroes, 
this uh, Yira ends up becoming Chameleon Girl and joining the Legion later. Really? Okay. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so we find out that there's a bunch of M-skins that hired her to replace Shrinking Violet, but yes. she kind of thought that it was uh, like she was away on a Legion mission and mm. she was doing a good thing. Yeah, but, but uh, well, she really did commit to the role, like a, a very large extent, you know, to, to yeah, even getting um, married. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is like, uh, you know, kind of blows your cover when you blow it, break up with your boyfriend. and Yeah, um, it's just, yeah, it's an interesting direction she went in. But anyway, um, yeah. and the Camilla boy's like, unbelievable, an imposter in the Legion for months. Our, our security suddenly got him very lax. It's like, yeah, good point. Um, yeah. You know, Camilla boy uh, didn't even sense it, and he is also a Derland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, – uh, Colossal Boy punches Element Lad and says, "Hey, next time if something affects me, don't let me be the last one to know." So yeah, and um, yeah, that was actually pretty funny though. He just he just clocks in one big one, you know. He's just like <laughs> he's all white. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny, I thought. Um, yeah, and then the the lead ups. Oh, this is the lead ups to the Omen thing, isn't it? On the next no, so this is actually a lead up to something we haven't gotten to yet, where oh. the Legion of Supervillains come back. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. So this is a rando, uh, the planet that Princess Projector and Karate Kid, or Princess Projector's the queen there. The medieval Karate planet. Kid. Uh, it is, but it's a different medieval planet than the other medieval planet that we read about later, Avalon. Oh, okay, right, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, but yeah, he's going in there and he's blowing stuff up and... We'll be getting to that story. That's a big story. It's called Eye for an Eye. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the ones I've been telling you that we should do sometime. Yes, definitely. And we do, and we will do it, you know. For sure. Um, for sure, yeah. And that'll get collected, uh, I reckon, again, don't you think? Like after the curse, did they, you know, another hardcover down the track? Um, you know, I would think so, but, you know, the curse came out quite a while ago. But with sure. them doing that before the darkness, I would think yeah. maybe they're bridging that gap, but they haven't collected, and then they'll continue on with the eye for an eye stuff. Have you picked up the before the darkness? No, um, I haven't, and I probably won't have the issues. And yeah, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to get it just yeah. for, for my collection. I was actually going to get sure, it this man. week. Yeah, why not? I think you have to. You have, like, everything else. Yeah, well, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I well, I have the Superboy and Legion. I, I just like the continuity of having it together on the shelf, you know? For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now we get to see Imsk, which is kind of cool. Uh, all the inhabitants are, like, shrinking down into these tiny little tunnels, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Um, yeah, that, that's actually pretty cool. Um, I'm looking here, Kanga. You know what I like? They do the Encyclopedia Galactica and the little thing saying where everywhere is. They go, Kanga Center. Imsk, richest shopping district of the planet, noted for uh, boutiques specialising in space dragon leather bags and footwear, Encyclopedia Galactica. I thought that was actually neat, the way that they would put that in for all the different locations. Yeah, I really like that. And uh, a lot of times they'll, like, you know, they'll either give us more information or this time with the space dragon, that was kind of a callback to an older uh, story that dealt with Shrinking Violet where they have to, like, hunt... um, hunt space dragons on their planet in order to, I don't know why, but there's a thing where they, you know, so space dragons is like a big thing for them. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. And the artwork in this, is this still given on art? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really nice. I I prefer this artwork to the later artwork in the trade. 
where I just felt yeah, like it's real which is fun. weird because they're both Giffen, but he just takes such a drastic yeah. like change in style. Just it, it, it's an interesting change in style, but I I'm not sure if I I, I think I prefer <laughs> this style, which is a bit more classic. Yeah, this is more. People usually say it's like more Kirby inspired, George Perez, right. and then he switches to that, which is drastically different. And then he actually does a thing for a while when he comes back to the Legion. He does like Kevin Maguire, who you should be familiar with, I think, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. Kevin Maguire, yeah. So there's like a year where everything he does looks like Kevin Maguire, and then he changes back to like do the five years later stuff, and then he goes to do like a really kind of neat Kirby homage later, um, but it's just weird how much he changes. He's definitely got a lot of talent to do all these changes in his artwork. I mean, I can't think of too many people who are so drastic, you know, and how they swap and change around. It's, you know, it's impressive in a sense. Yeah, I agree. And it's also interesting, like, even though his fans love this, like, that's not what he wants to do. So he's going to go on and, you know, he's the kind of guy that's like, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, he's an artist starter, basically, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, and I guess if you don't, if you don't grow... Uh, and adapt, you, you get left behind, um, mm-hmm. basically, and, you know, that's certainly part. I really like these scenes with Dawnstar, where she's going off to get the, um, on her quest. Yeah, so that was interesting. She's going off to find her uh, fated lover. Yep. And then we see that Shrinking Violet, which we're supposed to think is Yira, mm. is taken back to the headquarters and shown where Shrinking, Shrinking Violet is being hidden. But the fake Shrinking Violet ends up being Chameleon Boy instead. And that twist and got me, to be honest. I, I didn't see that twist coming. I probably should have, but I didn't. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was excellent. And he could just get out of it. He's like, um, repeat after me, all Dylans aren't the same, and he can get out of the thing that they imprisoned her in. And poor old Shrinking Violet's just dominated in the um, you know, in the machines. It's almost like a fucking yeah. Weapon X experiment's going on with her. She's um, pretty uh, like uh, emaciated. Yeah, I felt sorry for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, and then Colossal Boy just comes in like a wrecking ball, doesn't he? Yeah, and that one uh, shrinking guy, I think is called Micro Lad, mm-hmm. the green one. He's more of like a recurring character than these other guys where um, he was a reject for the Legion already, and then he goes on to join the, the supervillains shortly. Oh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. But yeah, shrinking or Colossal Boy is pretty pissed off. He's taking everybody down. Smash, smash, smash. Yeah. Um, and then finally, they you know take out the villains. The the science police show up, um, and they're taking Shrinking Violet away uh, to get her some help. And then in the epilogue, we see that they were secretly married, which they already kind of hinted at in the annual. And she so, gets away with it. They're sort of like, oh, okay, well, you know, you didn't really mean bad. Um, so yeah, they're just so like, okay, so she just gets away with it. There's yeah, no- and they stay married. Okay. Well, I mean, they're, that's, they're showing a fair bit of mercy to her, but I guess, you know, yes, I guess she's innocent in one way, but in another way, she's not innocent at all. Like, um, you know, she's guilty of not, um, she's guilty of maybe stupidity. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Enjoyable issue, though, and it was nice to get back to it. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, it was my first time getting back to the curse, and you've got to, you know, you know that feeling where you've always got to reacquaint yourself with the material. I mm-hmm. slipped, by the end of that issue, I was back in the mode. I read most okay. of this in, 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 it was two sittings. Um, then we, we cut to the next issue, uh, 306. 
Starboy, yeah, just really fucking Fuck having mate. a big cry about um about Dream Girl, <laughs> and yep. um and it's kind of funny though that while they're talking, they're counting the votes for the next uh you know leader. Yeah, I love an election issue, so this was really cool for me. Yeah. Okay, well, take us through. How often do they get elected? Is it annual or? Um, I don't think quite annually. Maybe, like biannual, maybe every couple of years. Yeah, I, I think in in comic time they're supposed to be leader for like a year, but you know, uh, it almost seems like they have the actual election almost yearly sometimes. Okay, every couple of years. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, uh, yeah. So basically, this story is mostly just Starboy and Wildfire hanging out, and uh, Starboy's kind of complaining about how Dream Girl's too busy for him. Yep. Wants to get back to some serious cuddling. <laughs> um, and and then his origin, which I found really interesting. <clears throat> I didn't know anything about his origin like this. Yeah, right. So he's uh, Wildfire somehow doesn't know much about Starboy's origin, which you'd think he would, but anyway. Yeah. Um. Uh, Starboy was born in a like floating yeah. observatory. Yep. I guess like an observatory satellite, and that somehow gave him superpowers. Yes. Uh, I think it was like a shooting star type thing, and one day he activates his power, and the observatory crashes towards the planet. Uh, but his parents get him out, and they all survive. But he ends up going into getting like a lot of different tests done as a kid. To the point where he actually runs away in a spaceship one day, and then he flies through the tail of a comet. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a little cool. tickle in my throat. Which is cool. Yeah, so this uh, flying through the tail of the comet is what gave him like the powers of Superboy. When he first appeared back yes. in Adventure Comics, or Superboy, or whatever uh, series he appeared in, he had all the powers, and then eventually those wore off, and then he only had the weight powers. So at one point, he was like the most powerful member of yeah, the team. Yeah, but it didn't last very long. No. Um, so yeah, he goes off and joins the Legion, um, and we start seeing these votes come in. It was kind of cool to see who voted for who. Mm. Um you know, because you're reading the book and you can kind of see who might like this character or that character. So it, it's an Three. open ballot. It's an open ballot with leader, leader elections. Or at least this um, one They said something there like it's not normally that. open ballots, but for this time they did leave it open ballots. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Because I, I would have thought mm-hmm. normally it wouldn't be open ballot, but yeah, they, that's right. They do say that normally it's not, but I think Dream Girl made the decision to make it open. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I don't know why. I don't remember why they said. Uh, but yeah, it's between um, Ultra Boy, Dream Girl, or Element Lad. Mm. Uh, so yeah, uh, Starboy gets sent on a mission early on his tenure as a Legionnaire. Mm. Where who, is, the who is the Legionnaire who techno- says, Woo Boy, when it's like, it's incredible. His powers are even mightier than mine. And then sitting next to Sadangul on the right... Um, oh right! Who's the That's guy? Colossal boy. Colossal boy goes, "Woo boy!" <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had a pretty drastic change in uh, color scheme for his later costumes. I think it looks better later on. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, that costume he's wearing there very much looks like a generic um, DC sci-fi character costume. Like yeah, it does. you see, like Tommy Tomorrow and stuff, kind of wear those kind of like piping around his arms. Right. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. All those heroes anyway. of yesteryear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he got sent on a mission, one of his first missions, this is page 317, uh, to Tekron Galtos, which is the prison planet. Mm-hmm. 
or I guess at this time, I think he says it was the main base of the science police and later becomes a prison planet. But this planet got taken over and a bunch of villains were kind of enslaving the science police officers. Mm. And we get to see Ch- a younger Chief Zendak and Gigi Cusimano uh, were both there and being held captive. Uh, Starboy crashes his ship on the planet, but the villains aren't really falling for it. But it looks like he's already lost his... I love the way he comes out in full costume, though. Like, it's like, you know, he crashes and then just comes out in full costume. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember why he was... Yeah, that was kind of dumb. But yeah, so he is trying to take over there. uh, But he loses all of his enhanced powers, the Superboy-like powers. While he's there, and he only has his weight powers back, so he collapses the whole building, <laughs> which seems almost lethal to yes. like everyone inside. But, then, but how he, how badly is he? He's all like in bandages. Yeah, he's in bandages, and it was kind of interesting actually that he did that because I think what he's referring to is when he joined back in the Silver Age, mm. um, they would have Legionnaires join and then not show up for like another. Right. few years they yeah. just forget yeah um so i think what he's saying is this is what was happening that whole time while where they forgot about starboy and yeah. he never showed up again it's so, so funny that saturn goes like and as a team's new leader i'd like to invite you to stay once you master your ability to make things super heavy we need you and he's like uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's really struggling and saturn goes like giving him like a little promotional speech <laughs> it's like, I'm not worried about that. I'm Stick the left for the rules is always sad and go, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we see Dream Girl whenever she first joins the Legion. Uh, she joins because she had a vision about the Legionnaires dying, but it turned out that it was just like a rocket ship filled with fake Legionnaires. Statues. She says, "I can dream future events, and they always happen." And then it's yeah. like literally like what she dreamed wasn't 100 percent right. <laughs> yeah, it almost happens. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, who went to Legion by a trick, must now resign and leave. Dream girl, I'll never forget you. Will you come back someday? Maybe if I perfect my time sight powers further. And she wanders yeah. off. So a lot of this is just basically um, the the stuff where he saved the science police officers from a planet of. Uh, Criminals, that was all new stuff. Oh, it was? But, okay, yeah. Yeah, that was. But this is more just like recapping the yeah. old issues. Um, so Which just is cool. To make you, know, you aware. I mean, back in the day, uh, even back in like when this came out, what, 70s um, or 80s? Yeah. Maybe some of this stuff still wasn't that available in trades, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing that was cool about the Legion was they had the uh, a digest where they reprinted all their stories. So. That's good. They were, but yeah, it was still probably nice for people to see these. Did your dad collect those as well when he gave you the collection? Mm-mm, no, not no. those. I, I bought them recently though, so it's nice to have Jesus them. Jesus Christ, Dad, what's going on? You just, you know, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like causing your son money, like now trying to fill in the holes in the collection. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a lot cheaper back then. Um, so yeah, uh, so that's what happened with Dream Girl though. She joined for an issue and then quit. Yes. Uh, but they they were in love with each other, and then uh, he gets attacked by somebody that was in love with her, and then he has to kill his attacker yep. in order to save himself, it's which causes defense. him to be ejected from the Legion. 
mean, who is this prick? It's, it's, it's Brainiac. It's like, what if you directed your superpower at the foliage? It's like, fuck. What yeah. if? They have a whole trial. It's, it's one of those times where the Legionnaires are really mean to each other. Yeah. 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 Anyway, he, he so he has to go, and then they're in the subs together. Um, that's when we got really close. Well, I was like, nothing like being on the same team. Um, and yeah, and then uh, they talk about uh, Wildfire's talking about the um, the the votes might not come in yet. Um, you're so encouraging. I call him like I see him, pal. That's Wildfire. Classic yeah. Wildfire. Wildfire, such a dick. He's jealous because he loves Dream Girl. Does he? Well, Wildfire does. Wild, wild, I'm just saying, Wildfire's jealous that you know he can't have a girlfriend. Yeah, he's yeah he's a bit bitter because yeah he's just you know he's just had the breakup with Dawnstar. Exactly. Um, and we see the nice shot of Dream Girl here punching that guy with the gems from behind. And, um, <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. Good old Dream Girl. Um, I mean, not really built for physical combat. Her powers, you know. Uh, one thing that Mark Wade does that's kind of cool is that she's developed it into like where she can use it so frequently and quickly where she's like really good at martial arts because she knows where people are going to attack. Yeah, well, let's not go too carried away. I mean, that's an idea I could have come up with in one second as well. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, you've got to come up with something for her. So yeah, she can predict stuff, but like, I liked his take on the character though. She was, uh, pretty cool. All right. Well, yeah, we'll give Mark Wade a pass on that one. So, um, yeah. And how um, funny is it though when they turn up in the lead suits? Yeah, <laughs> love it. Classic, yeah. sil- classic Silver Age stuff. Yeah, and their names are uh, Surprise and Mysterious. <laughs> but, yeah, that was uh, like Adventure Comics three fifty, and that's where uh, Superboy and Supergirl have to leave the Legion because yeah. the planet is surrounded by like a kryptonite gas. And so but at the end like, of the story, they must come be back. expelled, and they're like not expelled, honorably discharged. <laughs> yeah, they exactly. Couldn't, they couldn't just sit it out and wait for the problem to be solved. They had to immediately go. I guess not, man. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't just fly forward a couple weeks, you know. Whatever. Well, I mean, they, you know, you, you could bench Superboy and Supergirl for this battle, and then and you've got a million others who can fill in. But no, they're like, no, we've got to go now. This is definitely going to last forever. There's no way around this. Yeah, yeah. And what happens is that they get Color Kid to change the color of the cloud, yeah. which is, like, pretty easy, you know. Yeah. You guys should have thought of that sooner. Uh, indeed. Well, um, well, I guess, I don't know if they know. Uh, I don't know. Never mind. Anyway, um, so, yeah, then Starboy and Dream Girl are allowed back into the Legion. I think that's also when they end up letting, like, Bouncing Boy and uh, Matter Eater Lad back into the Legion as well. Yeah. And then, and um, then we, we get the result of the uh, vote, which is hilarious because it's Element Lad who then spends issues just thinking it's a joke. Um, yeah. Which is hilarious. Not a great start. Yeah, he just doesn't even realise that, like, it's... And then and then um, uh, Starboy just, like, basically just has a massive explosion of just, you know, he's so happy. And <laughs> you hit a flying billboard. Might have crashed on someone's head if I hadn't blasted it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like idiot. Yeah, no. yeah. Which is something like the wildfire would do himself, really. You know. Yeah, but it was pretty stupid of him. So I guess yeah. that's a fair criticism. Yeah, no, I agree. And that kind of wraps that issue up. It was a, it was a nice issue. I enjoyed it. It kind of kept me on the edge of my seat, and it was a nice, also just a nice sort of backstory into 
into into uh, Starboy and into Dreamgirl as well. Like, you know, information I, I didn't necessarily have and I enjoyed it. Like, it was, I think, I think one of the strongest issues in what we've read. Yeah, I think somebody actually suggested that one whenever we did our suggestion show, but I held off. But um, they, can, they can yeah. be happy now that we've done it, you know? Yeah, for sure. We've ticked it off. Um, and then we get into this prophet and omen stuff, which I think is probably the the weaker stuff in the in the book. It's a bit overly <clears throat> long, I would say. For me, the weaker story is uncovering the mole in the science police. I didn't really enjoy that story that much. Um, later on, yeah, well, I think you also kind of lost plot of the part of the plot, didn't you? Because yeah. you didn't realize that they were no. undercover. I realized they were undercover. I didn't realize the guy had made himself black. I, I just, oh, I got you. I, I, I sort of lost track of exactly who that was, you know. And then you were like, yeah. "Oh, what did you think of the guy doing black face?" And I was like, "I didn't even <laughs> fucking realize he did." Like, <laughs> I yeah. thought it was just a black legionnaire. That was honestly oh, what I, I thought. See, yeah. I didn't understand that. I then I was like, "It seems odd, I guess," you know, but. Yeah. It was the eighties. Um, yeah, I actually prefer that one a little bit more to this one because this prophet and omen thing just seems like it never really goes anywhere. No, it's but, just uh, it's just it's endless. Like prophet is very much like um, pariah. Remember in Crisis, who, mm-hmm. I, who I hated pariah, just turning up, going, "It's all going to end. It's all going to end." Um, yeah, except was, in this case, profit is like killing people too. Which is, is killing people too. A little different, but yeah. No, I know, but it just—I agree. It, it, it wasn't great. Um, do you want to give us just the the ten cent pitch on it on this particular issue? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, the Legionnaires are on a planet where it was kind of destroyed, and they find out it was destroyed by uh, this. Uh, I think I forget which one's Prophet and which one's Omen. I guess Omen's the more powerful one, yeah, uh, and that's also where Prophet was created, um, and he like is the harbinger of doom for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, we see Wildfire and uh, Chameleon Boy, or I guess it's Wildfire and Starboy, inform Element Lad that he's leader. He doesn't believe him. Uh, there's some Legionnaires on Kundia uh, with Ambassador Relnik, who's kind of like a, a recurring character. Yes. Um, yeah, so they're not supposed to really interfere. They're on Kundia because Kundia are a, a very um, sort of hostile, aren't they? Yeah, they're you know pretty much the just war war race. Well, yeah, in in the Legion stuff, they're often the bad guys, you know, antagonistic yeah. sort of race kind of thing to the United Planets. Am I, am I right? It seems like they are from what mm-hmm. I've read. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I guess they're trying to bring them into the United Planets for that reason. But yeah, it also shows how backwards they are because they don't want the Legion to be involved with any of the craziness that ends up going down on their planet. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm skipping through a bunch of stuff. Like I'm on three forty six. Mm-hmm. Um, we see element lad starting to date Siobhan, kind of the science police officer. Uh, um, and that black invisible kid, the French, he's invisible kid, isn't he? The, the second invisible mm-hmm. kid with the, with the sort of white sort of like streak through his hair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was I was a bit confused of who he was, but I realized he was the second invisible kid. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's some good stuff here where like him and Phantom Girl are talking about the nature of their powers and how it's kind of similar, and you know, just them getting to know each other. Yeah. Um, oh, I liked just... it. I thought it was good. So nice yeah. artwork as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really nice. This artwork. is right before he changes up his style. I think in the next issue. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so there's really not that, but at the end, 
the prophet arrives on yes. Kundia, I think. Yes, that's right. And yeah. he's kind of crazy, obviously powerful. And, you know, then it's like um, the Kundish battle fleet are firing at them and getting nowhere. Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and he's almost as dangerous as the omen that he's coming them there to warn them about because yes. he's like killing a bunch of Kundish uh, soldiers and you see that he sees things as like monsters rather than what they actually are. Yeah, indeed. Um, which, which they I, don't really expand upon too much, you know? Like, really. They, they do that. Yeah, it's interesting. They but, show it like one time. Yeah, yeah, they show it one time, but they don't make it into more of a storyline that you would think they could have made it into. Like, maybe he had mental issues. You know, you know what I mean? Like, um, they could have, I think, referenced that a bit more. It would have made a bit more sense. Cause uh, it, I think he just was kind of done with this storyline or something. I don't know if there's, like, editorial things, because um, I don't know if you realize, but uh, these next few issues are the last issues of this volume before they relaunch the book. Right. And actually, it's two separate titles where this one continues, but they call it Tales of the Legion of Superheroes instead. Because oh, they were um, saying that. They kept saying, like, you're going to get two Legion things. So are both of the books in this collection? No, uh, oh. that stuff, they've collected that eye for an eye trade. Oh. And then the Tales of the Legion of Superheroes stuff hasn't been collected yet. Oh, okay. Surely that's yeah. something that you would like, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, that's really good stuff. Okay, well, it's good for us to know for in terms of reading for for Legion Outpost. Um, I I just it baffles me that some of this stuff isn't collected. You know, like honestly, DC, get on it. Like even just put it out digitally. You know, I mean, especially because it's Paul Levitz. You know, you'd think they were trying to. Paul, look, if you're a Legion fan, you do gravitate towards Paul Levitz's stuff. It is considered kind of the gold standard in in general. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, for sure. So you would at least think you could put it out at least digitally, you know, and then and then collect them up. Um, yeah, just odd yeah. to me. But anyway, that's DC um, for you. Getting get bought so out I'm by on... you know rich investors, so maybe they've got some more clues. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet there's some Legion fans in there. I bet, man. Um, so I'm on page three sixty three, and I thought you'd like this uh, Dream Girl panel. What I want to know is how come we always end up on planets where uh, whose atmosphere <laughs> messes with my hair? I did like that. So. And then who? And then is that Saturn Girl goes, Dream Girl, you're too much. Um, yeah. yeah. Saturn Girl's got much more of a functional haircut at this point. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, functional is a nice way to say it. Yeah, it's definitely. Whereas Dream Girl's kind of like, <laughs> it's a luscious picture if you look down there of Dream Girl. Like, she's looking fantastic. I can see now why that guy's missing her. Um, yeah. I would just get more on her missions. I'd be like, yeah, we can go on the mission together, I guess, you know? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, where's, uh, where's Dream Girl going? Yeah, I'll, I'll hang out with her. <laughs> yeah. I'll plus one it. Um, I think you and Starboy wouldn't get along very well. <laughs> um, there's a funny thing here, and I think I do start to see the signs of his art changing when Cosmic Boy... Who's Cosmic Boy talking to? It's the ambassador. There's the big picture on page 364 of the ambassador talking, that side profile. You sort of start to see some changes in the art style. Don't you agree? Yeah. Um, his faces are like longer um and kind of uglier too i would say a lot of yeah. his men i think yeah. the women are still kind of pretty yeah yeah no i agree i agree it's uh yeah it's it, it's almost a bit of a throwback style at times to like something you might see in the 60s kind of almost a bit dull and cookie-ish at times you know yeah i can see that yeah, I, I, when i say a little bit i mean a little bit you know what i mean like traces 
of of that kind of style. It's it's almost a simpler style in a weird way. Yeah, uh, this page three six four that side profile to me, I guess, just screams uh, Kirby. But yeah. I also don't know that that's exactly hmm. how I feel about the rest of it. But, no, yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting though. It's interesting watching someone develop. So it's like watching Frank Miller. When Frank Miller was on Daredevil, he went through so many changes yeah. in his art, art style. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I saw some hot takes on some pages going how bad the artwork is in Dark Knight Returns, and I'm like, you guys just don't get it, you know? Wow. They weren't talking about Dark Knight Stretches again. They were talking about Returns. Returns. Huh? And they're just... But it's it's the clowns of today, man, you know? Yeah. Um, hipsters. <clears throat> you just mo- don't get it, man. Millennials with no fucking clue. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, it's a bit of a stretch. Like, I get not everything's for everyone, but yeah. to say that that's bad, I don't really get Oh, they were really bagging on it, and it was just... They were, they were getting hammered for it, and, and rightly so, you know? <laughs> the internet justice machine was working in, in our favor this time, you know? And, uh, well, what was it you were... Uh, you sent me a picture the other day of some guy oh, yeah. that was taking some kind of hot stance. I forget what that was. I forget what it was as well, but it was... Oh, no, he was saying Superman was like a Nazi propaganda thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, and then they kept pointing out that he was, like, created Jewish, by Jews. And... Created by Jewish creators. Um, I said, he, and I was like, if, if your takeaway from Superman is that he's Nazi propaganda, you've read very little, if any, Superman. You know? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. only Superman that's like that is the Nazi Superman, which I certainly wasn't going to bring into the conversation, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe that's the only one he's read. Yeah, that? I was, I was like, I was like, if this clown's read him and brings him in, I'll, I'll award him a point for for that. But he was just a fuckwit, man. He was just going, he was just dragging like politics into it, like uh, America, going how America stands for everything bad in the world, blah blah blah, like that kind of stuff. And I was just like, pal, you don't get it, you know? That was that. You yeah. Know? Some just... people just don't like Superman. Well, he doesn't like the U.S. He doesn't like Superman. He doesn't like the flag. What does he like? You know? Just leave. I don't know. Just leave, Communism. pal. Yeah. yeah. No, I actually had a, I actually had a quote where I was like, "Why do you go and live in communist China?" And then I deleted it because I was like, "I was like, I'm not gonna." I actually wrote that out to send, and then I was like, "Oh fuck this guy! I'm not gonna get dragged into communist China." Yeah. Stuff, yeah. You know? um, yeah, it's a you know dangerous uh, internet um, wormhole you'd fall in where you end up spending a whole afternoon yeah, arguing with a the, guy. There's way too many guys these days. Um, they throw around throw around Nazi like just like confetti like they've just got no idea of the differences like no i'm not talking about like real hardcore right-wing extremists which i think at times can be called very nazi-like in their behavior for sure but they'll they'll call people nazis for those minor of infractions of opinions you know um sure you know it's like if it's basically um republican equals nazi then that's not the case you know like remember donny cates if you disagree with this comment you're a nazi Fuck you, Don uh, yeah. Fuck you, Don He got in a... Uh, I forget. What was the Captain America artist that <laughs> wanted to fight him? Did he really? It was like... Uh, like what, an old guy? Old. Like an old, an old Captain America? Oh, yeah. America? He was like 90 years old. He died like a <laughs> Like year Joe or Simon so or someone? Huh? Was it Joe Simon? Was no, it, jo- it was Joe someone... Uh, yeah. It might have been like... Joe Sinod or something. I yeah. forget the guy's name. He, you know, people were talking about him a lot right before he died yeah. and appreciating him, and then yeah. he died. And, but yeah, he was on a panel with this guy, and he was talking crap about Donald Trump or something. Donny um, Kites. And yeah, and then the, this old Captain America artist wanted to like uh, <laughs> fight him. Good. Good him. on him. 
Like, but but that's that's the sometimes a little fucking trash talker like Donny Cates who just talks shit, you know, like he he's just desperate to seem like he's a big PC hero, but he's just talking crap, man. He's it's the equivalent of like a prize fighter talking trash, and some old guy who doesn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't give a fuck who Donny Cates. He wouldn't have a clue who Donny Cates is. You know what I'm saying? And he just sees this yeah. little fucking punk with pink hair, uh, talking shit, talking trash. And yeah, an old guy like it's like when Buzz Aldrin knocked that guy out. You ever see that that video? It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, that. and that guy's going, "You're a coward, a thief, and a liar." And Buzz Aldrin just clocks him, just and just lays him out on the ground. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so these old guys, um, man, they're not afraid to. They're back in their day. They weren't afraid to get, to get out and and settle in the street. You know. Well, I think the thing is too, like somebody of that generation probably wouldn't. Um necessarily think it's appropriate to talk about that kind of thing in that um, venue either, you know? Yeah, well, that's right. Some people don't like people tearing the president down in a public forum, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever, man. But yeah, I I, I love that guy for doing that. I wasn't aware of that. I hope, is there a panel of it? Live live panel? I'd love to see it. I don't think so. I only heard it from, (laughs) uh, I only heard it from Donny Cates himself. I bet Donny Cates is a little bitch about it too. I bet he was a little bitch about it, like, oh, I don't mean you, you know, that kind of thing. Like, oh, you're the greatest. Yeah. You know, we, I bet he was heavy to throw in roses his way, like, oh, we're only here because of guys like you, that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it was uh, Alan Bellman, I think. Alan Bellman. You just went up a notch in my book, Alan Bellman. I like his work. Alan Bellman. Yep. Okay, so, man, wrap this one up. So there's a good there's a good storyline yeah. here with... um. I love the visuals of Dawnstar sort of going into sort of very psychedelic style. Yeah, so she's out in uh, some the Dream Nebula, and that's where you're supposed to see, you know, your future. Yeah. <clears throat> Meanwhile, we get the Omens, or I guess Prophet's origin, which I already kind of explained. Yes. He was on that planet that got destroyed and then tried to kill himself and became the Prophet. Um uh, we get a little angst from Wildfire, and then I think the rest of these are kind of split into backup stories. Yes, uh, which I think again lends to how like unimportant this story was. You know, the fact that they didn't even get a full issue. No, indeed. Well, I far preferred the uh, backup story. Guess who's coming to? Din- yeah. Guess what's coming to dinner? I, yeah, I, I far preferred too. this story to the. Like you say, like this Omen thing was like, Omen Prophet, whatever, was all very, so like, it was okay, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it did okay, but I like the more personal story where um, the, she, he's, he's bringing, it's Colossal Boy, and he's bringing um, the girl who... Ira. Ira, yeah, was the, is the girl, and yeah, she's coming to, she's coming to dinner. Mm-hmm. And, he, and his mother's the president of Earth, yeah? Yeah, and he didn't even, like, give her a heads up. No. Which I kind of agree with her. Like, oh, look, I am the president of Earth. You sure. know, yeah. yeah. It's kind of naive for you to think that I would just not have a problem with you <laughs> marrying a Derlin. I mean, maybe that's bigoted of me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, man. Like, I mean, you know, like he, he he's entitled to sort of, um, uh, you know, I, I guess he's just yeah. You should you should at least warn your mother who's coming over, kind of thing. I guess he does the last second, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. But especially I didn't realize because the Derlins so... are known to be like warlike. Uh, like, yeah, I didn't warlike. realize that. Um, I did not realize that at all. Um, that that was kind of the the factor with Derlins. Although I know from our readings before, we actually have stumbled across that, haven't we? 
that one with uh, Chameleon Boy and uh, his dad on the planet was a good one to kind of get a lot of backstory on him. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good one. I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I really like this. And it's definitely a play on um, Who's Coming to Dinner, which was, I believe, a Sydney Portier movie. I believe so. I guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Yeah, I've not watched it, but the basic concept is like a white girl bringing a black guy back in like what would have been the 50s, I assume, or early, very early 60s. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty neat little sort of uh, take on that. I, I loved this issue. I loved the artwork. I thought the whole thing was good. And then how about when she brings out the thing and he thinks it's a check and he just he starts cutting sick at his mother. And, um, you know, how could you? I'm sorry you feel that way, Gim. Here, you're a, uh, perhaps you'd prefer to inspect the contents of this before I do, given my son's feelings. And then it's a life crystal. Um, yeah, which that's a flashback to like a, a Colossal Boy Spotlight story where his mom got kidnapped and she had that crystal on her and right. something, something. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a callback to a previous story. But yeah, it was nice to see that she accepts him. And then I think they even she asks like, if you have kids, are they going to be Jewish? Yeah, oh yeah, that was on that very last panel says. Now I wonder if I can find a way to convince them to bring their kids up Jewish. I, I thought that was funny. That that that, that yeah. made me actually laugh. Like, um, and, and it also made me want to actually read the original, watch the original movie. Maybe do it on Cinema of Doom. I think it might, could be interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah I think it'd be an interesting pick. Um, no, uh, but, but I, yeah, I really enjoy, uh, I really enjoyed this. Boy's actually one of the earliest um, Jewish characters. Yeah, uh, okay. Like, he was actually made Jew, Jewish, I think, like, before Ben Grimm. Right. Kitty Pride. Before Ben Grimm, because Ben Grimm is just, like, he's just, you know, he's all about, like, his background. Like I found an article on it, and I think it was maybe, like, the same month or something. They were both established as Jewish. Right. But then Kitty Pride beat them both out. Even though she wasn't like never talked about being Kitty Jewish, it's pretty explicit that she was Jewish. How was so, Kitty yeah. Pride beating up Ben Grimm? Ben Grimm has been around since the sixties. Well, I mean, he wasn't established as being Jewish until sometime later. I guess is the implication. Really? Oh, I always thought that Ben Grimm was like Jack Kirby. That was his immediate avatar, supposedly. Anyway. Yeah, I would have thought that too. I mean, I guess is Jack, Jack, Jack Kirby, Kirby go around Jewish? saying it's clobber on time all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Like <laughs> he's like it's clobber yeah. and Yancey Street you know <laughs> yeah. Jack Kirby would have been a good guy uh, a fun guy to know Jack Kirby's a fucking legend like um yeah for sure I like that storyline about <laughs> it's pretty funny I mean I know it's more serious than funny but like where he's like working and then he hears like there's some I don't even know what it is like a neo-nazi appears or something and he rushes down to punch him you heard this? I haven't heard about that, no. Yeah, yeah, so, like, obviously Jack Kirby fought in the war and stuff. So this must have been, like, in after the war. I don't know how long after. Maybe it was in the 50s or something. But, uh, but supposedly some neo-Nazis or something like that, or at least some super right-wing guys, came into the office where he had a studio above and must have been applying some pressure on the receptionist. I don't know the full story, but they were doing something, and or maybe they were handing out leaflets, you know, like anti... Oh, yeah. You know, like, you know what, he hates speech <laughs> leaflets. Anyway, Jack Kirby was upstairs and heard it and rushed down to fight them. Like, he, and he, he just, like, he fucking barreled down the stairs. He would have been, like, in his 50s or something, or 60s, maybe. And, yeah, he was just felt really strongly. I mean, and, of course, it gets brought up now all the time because, like, um, yeah. you know, but, but, like, back in the day as well, like, just the instant... What I like is he's not a PC trooper. This is a guy who's like, fuck this, you know? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I, you know, he and, knows what's wrong and what's right, and, and he's fought in the war and stuff. And then he and I like the just the way like he must have he's probably let's say he's let's say he's in his sixties and he just comes fucking barreling down the stairs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. little old Jewish guy comes Yeah, I was going to say, he's not even that big of a guy. <laughs> With a fucking yeah. bat. Or maybe he had a bat or something. I don't know the full story. I don't know the full story, but it, it's always entertaining me that that actually happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like it when the old guys get a bit, you know, um, crotchety and just they don't care too much, you know? Like, I, I enjoy that kind of style of stuff. That, yeah, the, you know, I'd you like know. to see, like, a Jack Kirby movie. That would be interesting. Yeah, I think so. I think you could mix it too with a bit of unreality as well. I think that'd be interesting. Mm, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think he, I think given you know he probably led a fairly you know boring kind of like social life, like he's married for a thousand years to his yeah. wife and all that. Like, I think if you mixed it with the creation of the Fantastic Four and all that kind of, and sort of did splits of it all, I think that would be really because he's obviously a visionary. You know, obviously. you know, what would be cool is have like Chris Hemsworth. In it, whenever you know Thor's in it, but yes. like yes. he actually is dressed like the, you know, Journey into Mystery Thor, like the very original yeah, that'd stuff. That'd be, cool. be kind of cool. And have stuff like um, the Forever Play Dark Side and all that kind of thing, because he created Dark Side, yeah. didn't he? I think he did. Yep. Mm-hmm. He fucking cool, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I think you could. I think that would be an interesting storyline, and, and I think. People are, I mean, certainly people in comics are very aware of him, but in, like, my mum and dad would have no idea who he is, but they, my mother at least will know who Stan Lee is, you know? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, maybe one day Kirby will be at that level too. It seems like, uh, you know, more and more people kind of starting to learn about him. I, I would prefer that they more push him up than tear Stan down, you know? It, it, it yeah, seems, I agree with that. yeah. I I don't think there's any real need to tear stand down to to lift Jack up kind of thing. I think J- Jack Kirby is such a fucking force of nature, and his work is so it's there. It's it's undeniable. It's not hidden. It's you know in his name. But you just lift him up a bit more. I think something like a movie would really really add to that. And maybe even doing a um, if they could do this, I don't know if you can do it. Like sort of like a um. Uh, in one of the Marvel movies, put a character in, you know, maybe using some technology or a tomb or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of, that'd be cool to do, like in the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, do like I don't a, think so. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you could anyway. definitely, you could, it's definitely possible. Like, however they would do it, I mean, it would be possible. You, there'd, there'd be enough audio tracks of Jack Kirby talking to at least get a line or two. You know? Yeah, or maybe you know, just find somebody that looks kind of like him. And go, it's clapper time. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we got like uh, four issues in an annual to get through, so we better okay. uh, get, get some sprinting in. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, all right, so, so the profit yeah, thing. Profit, yeah. Nice picture of uh, Ultra Boy there on the front. Uh, not on the front, um, in the yeah. first panel, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. He's pointing at him. Yeah. I'm only going to say this once, Prophet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're fighting him, and then we get a flash to... I don't know what this is supposed to be on page three eighty eight. Well, it's it's the medieval planet, isn't it? And then someone comes to the door. Masters, masters, I tried. Um, it, no, well, that's he's, the thing. He's going to the. He's going to the. He's going to the castle. Okay. Yeah. So I guess this is a rando. That was just my confusion because in a few issues they go to Avalon, which is also like a medieval planet. It is it's kind of weird that they have yeah. two. 
and they don't name the planet here; they just say elsewhere. So yeah, it's just, but it's obviously a um, uh, a tease. And then we've got the interesting storyline of uh, Brainiac trying to solve what's going wrong with this girl, and Computer was infected, and Computer's gone massively evil. Yeah, so this continues on from the the first annual uh, where Invisible Kid got his powers, but now, yeah, he's finally getting around to curing uh, Danielle. Yes. Um, yeah, and he's trying really hard, so, you know, good luck to him. Um, yeah. uh, then we've got, yeah, this, as you say, this Omen Prophet thing, it's just an endless battle going back and forth. Um, I didn't really enjoy it too much. It just felt very... I don't know. It, it's okay. You know, it's, it's... Well, I'll say, like, I enjoyed the character interactions within the battle, but yes. just the battle itself is, like, yeah. didn't seem that important. This is kind of a nothing story. These characters never come back. Uh, but, I yeah, did at like the end of this, the, the, pro- the Omen guy finally eyes. arrives. Sorry, what was that? I, I like that Shadowless puts the darkness in his eyes. That was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah um, they think that he's getting his power from, like, the sun. Mm. Um, so, yeah, on to this... Uh, Princess Projectra and yes. Karate Kid story. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. What's going on with Princess Projectra's hair? Has she normally got that, like, short haircut? Uh, yeah, she normally has short hair. Okay. But, you know, I don't think this is the best drawing of it. No, it's a very statuesque Princess Projectra there. Um, yeah. that, um Oh, it wasn't actually Keith Giffen. If you look b- below, it's Pat Brodock and Mike DiCarlo. Yeah, Pat yes. Broderick. He's done some Legion stuff. Before, um, and I think he did like Firestorm. Oh, okay. Anyway. Firestorm, yeah, the DC character, yep. Mm-hmm. I know him. Yeah. So they're on a vacation, honeymoon. I love the horse. Um, I absolutely love the horse. He's been in it before, hasn't he? The horse. This is, is a different one of the okay. same race, I think. I love it, though. I love that race. Yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah, normally, the uh, horse is the in charge of um, the Nullport, which right. is like their airport. Yeah. And his name's like Hernuth or something, but this is some other horse name. This horse is just a coward. I'm no hero, <laughs> not for this job, and he's got the knife in his throat. And then at the end, yeah. he says he might give them a discount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Kind of reminds me of uh, Mike Barron's Nexus, where they always had, like, goofy characters like this. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, basically it's Queen Projectra's cousin is trying to take control of the throne. Yes. Um so, yeah, he let loose some creature to try to attack them. They have a good battle, uh, Karate Kid and, and the guy, but he's got the guy's got magic. Um, yeah, yeah. But then Karate Kid beats him, and then, then they're like, I think I shall settle for resuming our interrupted honeymoon. Sounds good to me. And the guy's like, uh-huh. In that case, can I offer you a discount on an extra week's stay? Ah, uh, never mind. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, yeah. smiling. He's, like, very Mr. Ed. He's, like, smiling at the camera almost. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was a nice little story, and this kind of leads directly also into the um, the eye for an eye because these two are major characters in that story arc, which will be like the next storyline after this one. Oh, really? So it's that close? Okay, right. Yeah, so you know uh, the one with the science police officers, and then those are the last issues, and then there's a new number one. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. By the way, while you were talking, I was trying to see if there was if Donny Cates and the Captain America. I can't get anything on the internet about it. It's so frustrating. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know where I heard that at. Then I think he was on Word Balloon or something. That's ah, all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good in the hood. Um, so this last one's the finale for the Omen thing. Good, finally. Yep. And uh, I know you. And, and like, what do you think of the art? Like, if you look at page four eleven, it's getting very sort of chaotic almost. 
Um, yeah, it's kind of scratchy. The panels are kind of all They're all over crazy. the fucking place. Like, I don't really... I mean, call me a traditionalist, but mm. I'm sort of like, mm, okay, you know, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't mind it, uh, but yeah, I don't... Yeah, I, I mean, I guess he's trying to make the panels look all crazy because Dynamic. of the craziness of the battle. But, Which I yeah. get, but like, there's been a lot of crazy battles in comics, you know? Yeah, um, a lot of so I guess it doesn't hurt on. to do something different for once, though, then, right? I suppose so, Adam. I see what you did there. <laughs> but no, I see what you're saying. Like, I wouldn't want this all the time. But no. um, Now, yeah. what's going on here? Element Lad is finally having a little bit of a romance, but is she a science officer, like the, the rep of the science officers or something? Yeah, Siobhan, she's the um, liaison to the Legion. Mm. Uh, and she, uh, you know, this is finally them kind of getting together for the first time. Which they had teased a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. But um, then they get called away on a mission. Oh, he's finally kind of realizes that he's actually the leader. Um, yeah, that's fine. And so he's going to help out on the Kundia. Yeah. Yeah. That is funny because, like, he thought it was a joke. I, I did actually think that was amusing, <laughs> like, you know. Um, yeah, it's been several issues, and he's just now. Yeah. How about Ultra Boy? Ultra Boy just goes in hard at the at the thing and just smashes against it. Like, yeah, he his power is the one where he can choose what power he has, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So he chooses like invulnerability, and then just fucking goes <clears> hard <throat> at it. And then he's he's like, "Are you okay? Alive, but dumb." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Ble- bleeding and stuff. <laughs> he's, oh, that's um, my favorite bit actually yeah and the cool thing is he's got a switch too right so yeah. if he's going to charge at him really fast or he's going to fly at him yeah, yeah he's yeah, got yeah. a switch yeah so anyway um yeah, yeah so more still, stuff yeah, and then Brainiac's the ambassador comes in to... and says hey we have to leave yes the ambassador is very uh emphatic on that point um, mm-hmm. And then Brainiac, I, I was really loving this one about Brainiac, and he's getting confused thinking about Kara, Supergirl. Uh-huh. Um, which does come up later on when Superboy turns up. He's like, I see Supergirl's been here a lot. I wonder why. And the Brainiac's like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which is a nice kind of uh, going away thing for Supergirl because obviously she's about to be killed in the crisis. Oh, my Lord. Is that coming up soon? Oh, yeah, no. soonish. This is probably 1983. Oh, dear. Where DC yeah. lost their innocence. When they killed, yeah, they killed Supergirl, they killed Barry Allen. Supergirl. Nothing was ever the same. Nothing was ever the same, and and then not content with that death, they then killed Superboy and uh, some would say Crypto. You know, Uh just not the Reaper just wasn't happy, was he? (laughs) They just kept killing. Um, Poor Crypto. Um, Well, I guess it is nice in that Tales of the Legion of Superheroes. She does get a nice little uh, story arc with Brainiac Five. She deserves one. She 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 damn well deserves one because I think she's been a good character. You are right about this omen and prophet thing. It really is. It's look. It's it's one of these throwaway sort of things. There's some decent moments in it though. I like the moment where as it Phantom Girl comes in with the kind of still the disco kind of outfit, and she's like, "Your energy dome isn't as tough as it seems." Oh, and it <clears> just collapses. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I like her. I like I like what she's wearing and um, yeah, yeah. No, she looks cute. I knew you would. Yeah, she looks very cute there. I'm not but, a fan uh, of the base panel of 421 where he's kind of... Is it meant to be saying something in writing? I think it says E... Yeah. Like screaming? Keith Giffen's just getting very experimental here, isn't he? <laughs> oh. 
And, you, and Dave does not like it. <laughs> no, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I took that as supposed to be, like, screaming, but I don't... Yeah. But we don't ever really find out... Oh, you know what? Oh, I think that might be what Phantom Girl is saying. If you look up, she says, Your energy dome doesn't isn't as tough as it seems. And then on the next page, they're like looking around... And then they're like, Tina. So I think that's supposed to be her scream. I see. Right. But Um, based on the lettering above, it didn't look like she was screaming. It looked more like she was like... To me, this is looking quite Kirby-esque now with the sort of... I don't know. There's there's a touch of Kirby about it on on page 422. It's certainly certainly a change of pace. Um, I don't hate Mm -hmm. it. It just kind of took me by surprise. I was kind of like, okay, we're we're, we're going away from classical style here to sort of... uh, boxes that aren't sort of perfectly rectangular or square or whatever you know we're sort of it's 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 interesting um i used to dislike it but it's kind of grown on me um i don't hate it kind of gets more and more drastic with it i'm gonna have to get on board it you know i can't fight it um i can't fight it it's history now it's history Mm -hmm. now i've got to i've got to just accept it and just roll um (laughs) yeah he's only on the book for like three more issues after this trade ends so that's not um, and then they've got the Kundish war fleets out there. The Kunds are real sort of pricks about the whole thing. They just keep saying, like, oh, you know, you've got to go. Um, if the monsters don't destroy them, we shall. And it, it all points, though, to there is a um, there is something that they're trying to hide, isn't there, as well, when you get to the end of it all? Yeah, so they have some kind of doomsday device, yes. which yes. somehow Dream Girl is able to go in and, like, set it off without killing anybody except for sucking in the yeah the whole universe uh, omen and prophet yeah the whole universe was folding inside out yeah on us is it over there's timberwolf talking <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> and um yeah it, it just did feel like they just wanted to um wrap that up i've got a feeling yeah you know it was cool given dream girl the uh final touch you know she's yes. the one that defeats them um Makes her seem a little smarter. Yeah, definitely. I liked the uh, the the negotiators too inside the bubble. Those kind of weird creatures that were just kind of like the the moderators or the mediators between the Kuns and uh, the the ambassador. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Um, there's one that's a villain that's in the Legion of Supervillains, but yeah, it's a pretty cool design. Hmm. Well, and now we turn to three eleven. Which yeah, um, you know, I'm not sure if you caught this, but there was one thing that mm. I thought you might find interesting is mm. the Invisible Kids come back, the one that we saw. Oh yes, um, yeah. No, know, I that other realm. That. When they said Lionel Norg, I was like, who the fuck's that? But I thought it might have been Invisible Kid, and I googled it, and it's the original Invisible Kid who we know vanished into that dimension at one point, didn't he? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So now he's escaped. So. Okay. Does he hang around for long? No. <laughs> Which is another thing, like it's kind of just a weird thing to do, um, you know. Oh, well. Yeah, you remember him, like you said, from that story of the dimension thing, and yes. then yeah, and there was there's another, another story with, with the two invisible kids together, and that's about it. Okay, all right. Yeah, the the the, the black invisible kid goes and meets him one time. Mm-hmm. I remember in a storyline we did recently. Yeah. Yeah, it was in the first part of this. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. When I met him. Um, now this next one, we can probably do a fast version of this because the basic yeah. thing of this that I really like is that um, the the new Legion headquarters that that basically Brainiac 
creates. Um, when so he's he, able to get Computo out of Danielle yes. and get him into like a little robot, mm. and the robot rebuilds the headquarters for him. Yeah, and it's like floating now. And somehow Computo is not evil now. Yeah, so he's finally accomplished that, and we're kind of supposed to question if he might be a little nutty, mm. based on that final panel where he's laughing. Yeah, yeah, and there was but also kinda... there was also a scene where when she's leaving, uh, I believe that there's a scene where um, she's going through like a force field or something, and there's like a bit of a discharge, and he's questioning whether that's, um, you know, where it's later on when she when she comes out yeah. of therapy. And she's leaving. There's kind of a feeling that maybe she's still got some sort of feedback from it or something. Yeah, and she does have some kind of powers. And she actually, um, in the five year later stuff, she uh, joins the team. Okay. Um, but in yeah. essence, I thought the new design looked pretty cool. Um, looked very advanced. Yeah, me too. You know, I think it's a would mm-hmm. have been a nice double pager back in the day on four four three. And then we have the Dawnstar. Uh, uh, one thing, real quick, yes. Dave. I was gonna say something that is important or interesting is we're starting to see more how this is affecting Triplicate Girl because Computer is the one that killed one of her bodies. Oh, um, right. So you can kind of see whenever he says like, "Hey, Computer works for us now," where she's just like, uh, "What?" Because yeah. she's the one that's kind of been most impacted by Computer in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's yeah. not. She's not as thrilled. As, um, yeah. Is that her saying huh? Is that... Yeah, it looks like all of them are saying huh. Yeah, but yeah. one of them's triplicate girl, yeah? Mm-hmm. Cool. Is it the brunette? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But, but she's duo damsel now, yeah? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, then because we had of... a really good issue with Wildfire going after Dawnstar. I, I, I really like this one, actually. this is I, I particularly like this one. Um, Gene yeah, Colan was, was cool. guest penciler, I see here. Maybe that's the reason why I liked her. I, I liked Dawnstar, and she's going on this quest, and then it, it's all about her parents as well, and it's just a really good issue. And then Wildfire turns up, and she's like, you interfering idiot. <laughs> yeah. And, and we find out she's only just now turning 18. And, yes. You know. Well, yeah. She looks pretty good in this yeah, issue, she, yeah. Yeah, we'll agree, yeah. Um, she's a well-developed 18-year-old, and then... Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, Go With No Body has no claim. But I want to tell you this. Make damn sure the jerk you pick is perfect or I'll kill him. Um, but then they like, look at it this way, kid. Admitting it'll never be anything more might be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. She's like, oh. And then she actually says that for now she's going to stick with him, basically. And if someone comes along, you know, a physical kind of thing, maybe. But for right now, she'll be satisfied with his companionship. Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a interesting uh, issue yeah it was nice um <clears throat> those two kind of coming to terms with their relationship but it always makes me feel kind of bad for wildfire that he's just like he's trapped yeah you're good enough until i find something better yeah until i can hook up with something hotter and more physical you'll do for now you know um yeah which eventually he gets uh kind of a a, a sort of physical body uh-huh. down the line um, I bet she's so happy about that. To see. I, I bet she's happy about that when that finally happens. You know. I guess you'll see. I guess he is happy. I bet. You know. Yeah, he was. He for sure was. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, turning to this, and I think we could probably do a fast track approach to this storyline because I feel it's the weakest. It's the storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain it to me. 
basically there's 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 someone giving these ultimatums to the science police and blowing shit up um yep. and which is fine and then there's like it's someone in the science police they work out and the legion are kind of going undercover um i found this my interest level in this trade which had been very high to this point really mm-hmm. struggled with this storyline i i found it tough that's fair um yeah you basically summed up the gist of the plot um i found it interesting just because we are getting to learn a little bit more about the science police which i could see from your perspective where you're still like learning about the legion yeah um but for me i'm like yeah it's kind of cool because this when i first read it it was probably like you where i was like don't care don't care Mm. get back to the legion yeah but now this time when i read it i was like oh it's kind of interesting like uh they say something like there's only a hundred science police officers on earth at any given time that was that was interesting and then there's 10 of those are in metropolis i want to bring something out at one point they talk about block wars now i'm pretty confident they took that from judge dread because judge dread had block wars um that's possible mega city one mega city one had been around since 77 um, uh, 2000 and and by this point, now I'm not saying it's 100, percent but definitely by this point, uh, Mega City One had definitely had had block wars and was a big thing. So maybe um, Paul Levitz took a bit of inspiration. Oh, I could definitely see that happening. I mean, it's not uh, a bad that thing. That was kind of the new like subversive type thing, right? I could have seen yeah. a lot of creators being influenced by it. Definitely, yeah. It was a kind of punk aesthetic. Um, would have been, you know, I'm sure someone like Paul Levitz was very well read and had his finger on the pulse of multiple things, you know. Yeah. Um, we, we know that he already referred to Dungeons and Dragons and all that kind of stuff, so he had lots of interests. Mm-hmm. Um, Scrabble, Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, which he, which he didn't mind putting into his, his book. So I thought that was interesting. But yeah, the, the idea of the science police there being so few of them was interesting. Yeah, I just it's just, I guess, supposed to be that everything's so automated and crime is so low that they're just not needed which i thought was kind of cool yeah um we see that shrinking violet is feeling better though there's her with dr gimmel on page 466 um i thought you'd like the one where she's getting dressed um but she's got a new costume now she's more confident she's healthy um i kind of like her character Mm. more from this point on where she's uh she actually ends up getting in a relationship with lightning lass um Oh, yeah, you mentioned this, because in in, uh, five years later, they're like a lesbian couple, aren't they? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I... I think what I said was (laughs) that they're gay together or something stupid. Oh, well, they are, you know. They are very gay together in five years later when they're just rolling around in the forest. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of surprised me. I had no idea about that. I was such an innocent. I was like, oh, I didn't realize. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think they're better than um, her and Duplicate Boy, who I always thought was kind of a nothing character. Totally. And she totally gives it to Duplicate Boy. She goes and, like, you know, thumbs his nose or whatever she does or sticks something in his, you know, she basically slaps him across the face. Uh huh. Yeah, so we have Colossal Boy and Element Lad go undercover. Element Lad is in what seems to be like blackface. Which I didn't even realize that. Yeah, now now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's very on the nose, but. I mm-hmm. just assumed there was some other legionnaire who was black, and they were just doing it. And I, I was like, okay. "Well, right now the only black legionnaire is Invisible Kid." Um, yes, who is very distinctive him. with his sort of skunk-like uh, white streak. Yeah, exactly. And before him, there was Tyrock. Yes, and Tyrock was like very like dressed for like disco. 
You know, um, that's probably who I was thinking of. That's probably who I was thinking of. I knew I'd seen this Black Legionnaire from somewhere or other at some point, outside yeah, of just the Invisible Kid. Yeah, and I just, yeah, and I wonder if that was a controversy back in the mid '80s because definitely blackface was definitely on the nose by that point. But you know, it's it's not super in the story though. Like it just sort of. It's it's in well, a Well, if you were if you were flipping through this issue without reading it, you wouldn't even realize. Like yeah. I, I think when I was a kid, I didn't realize that these were, because I wasn't so much into reading comics as I was like looking at the pictures. Sure. So I could never figure out, you know, that yeah. that was Elton Lad. I I do like on page four seven three the artwork of Brainiac and Superboy playing the game. Like if if you look at the middle panel, the the uh-huh. face of Superboy, that's just so classic. I love that look. Yeah, that's very you know? cool. It's beautiful. And then he actually wins because Superboy, um, because Brainiac's getting uh, distracted by Supergirl when 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 he's like, Supergirl's been around a lot lately. I hear. I wonder why. Um, I'd love them to have. Do they ever have a conversation about how Superboy's from the fifties and she's from the seventies? Do Do they ever have a talk about it? The two of them. Not that I remember, because like I've said in the past, like I've never remember realizing that fact yes. even but yeah. i'm sure they probably do but it's i'll have to keep an eye for, out for it yeah i just love it yeah uh here's what you're talking about with uh invisible kid's sister where she's like yes going through the field and it creates like some kind of sparks yeah um and he's like hmm, uh, is the field really shorting or no not possible yes very possible um, yeah very much Brainiac. so i think you could be up to date on that and then we've yeah. got this evil guy um, now, and I, and I, I, I got so confused. This is the guy who's doing it all. And he's just, yeah, and is he just we crazy? find out that he's just, go ahead. Is he crazy? No, he's just a blackmailer. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't think the, you know, we were set up to think that it's a science police officer. And then the twist is like, oh, it's not a science police officer. It's somebody that does maintenance on their computers and it's like eh, that's not really a good like uh, a... it was it was a not but he's a nothing character as well it would have made more sense if it was someone we knew well it's like if you had a locked room mystery and you're told like oh one of these people in this room is a killer and it's like oh actually it's this guy that's hiding in this vent underneath yeah, the floorboards or whatever yeah. it's like it's kind of a cheat and kind of yeah, not as interesting. Anticlimactic is the word to yeah, describe it. Exactly. I would suggest. Um, yeah, and then now I can't stop seeing the the guy in in the black guy with the massive mustache, and I just every time I look at it now, I'm seeing him like on every panel. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of comical, I guess, just how much he like went into it. Like yeah, with the mustache as well. Like he's got like yeah, the, he like created a character. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, we also find out that Gigi, who's the science police officer, and Colossal Boy actually knew each other um, yes. and have a bit of a history together, which right. makes Sunboy jealous, who's trying to date Gigi. Yeah, good old Sunboy. Always yeah. jealous. And then we've got a little <laughs> scene here with um, Saturn Girl. And um, I love the way Saturn Girl and Lightning Lad just have nothing to do with the greater story. They're just totally focused. Yeah. You know, it's just like, we don't care. We're about to have the kid. Um, and so that's a little a little sort of tease of, of the pregnancy. Um, then we get to issue 313. Um, and this is the last issue before they change the title, I guess, to Tales of the Legion of Superheroes. And what did the other title become? Because it wasn't there two, or was it just called Tales? 
uh, Tales was what this one became, and then the new series was launched and called Legion of Superheroes, and it started back at one. Oh, okay. And did Levitz yeah. write both of them? Uh huh. Oh. So the thing was, it was when they were switching like the paper, and they wanted, uh, you know, the special the paper quality, to go to the yeah. direct market yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. So the second book only goes for another year before right. it starts reprinting the stories from the other book oh. so that people that are buying from the comic shop or whatever could read the stories that were printed in the other book. Oh, I, I don't really understand it or, you know, I wasn't around back then, so I don't really know if that was completely entirely accurate. But... I do know one thing, that in the mid-80s, I can tell you this as, as a consumer, I was young, there was a real difference in paper quality between some titles. Like mm-hmm. Punisher War Journal, for example, had beautiful quality paper compared to the regular Punisher comic. Um, at the, at the yeah, time, it changed, it changed, similar. it changed. But uh, early on, for Punisher was done in the cheaper um, paper, whereas Punisher War Journal, which launched later, was in much more high-quality paper. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, and with DC, they seem to have done it with... They had Outsiders, Titans, and Legion all had two books, and mm. they all... Yeah, we're kind of like that. How crazy that Outsiders could have two titles back in the day. Yeah. You know? It's just nuts. Surprised the, the Outsiders rated. Yeah, um, yeah, so am I. I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah, they must have sold well. I mean, definitely in the 80s, they were going great guns in the early 80s with Batman and the Outsiders. But, I mean, after that, you just wonder, don't you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, I guess they wouldn't be sold at the same places, so. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, this is the yeah. president on the on the on the front cover on the on the first page. The president, yeah. Yep, that's Colossal Boy's mom. The and president. She's, she's being uh, threatened as well. So, mm-hmm. and they mention how things have gotten better once presidents started being elected by like yeah, computer. Yeah. So the computer looks at all the different factors and decides who should be the best president. Uh, so I just thought that was interesting. A hot topic these days where some people say, uh, you know, that's the way it should be. Others say that that leads to skewed results. You know, that's a that's a hot-button issue in today's climate. You know? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I'm sure some PC shock troopers out there would have something to say anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if you could yeah. do it, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, definitely compared to the... I mean, I'm not going to get political, but compared to the current sort of... A lot of politicians these days are just so ordinary, you know, yeah. and have sold uh-huh. themselves over so many times. But to avoid that could be interesting. Um, I did love this scene in page 492 where Shrinking Violet goes and gets Duplicate Boy and she shoves... What is it? She sh- Oh, she shoves like a the gift box. Is it the engagement ring or something in his mouth? Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he comes across as a real dick because he's just talking about uh, my adoring public, you know, when he's doing something and all this. So Yeah, and uh, here it seems like she's saying that he knew that she was being replaced and didn't say anything. But mm. if we went back and looked at that old issue again, it seemed more like he thought that she had just well, yeah. changed in the I, sense that she's yeah. become a bad person that cheated on him. But anyway. Yeah, that was an odd... Yeah, I agree. Uh, like, clearly he didn't think, oh, she's been replaced by a Derlin. You know? Yeah. Um, he thought that she just radically changed her feelings, whereas I guess she's trying to... What she's trying to say is, 
why didn't you have faith in me that I would continue loving you, blah, 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 when I just switched. Yeah, straight, yeah. You know? But she's making it sound as if he knew that it wasn't her, and, you know, I don't think Yeah, I like what you said better, and that's not, yeah, exactly what I got out of this, but, yeah, maybe that is what we were supposed to um, interpret I, it as. I don't think, I think they're trying to write her as angry, and maybe she's a little bit crazy about the whole thing, but it, it is funny, though, that the, the way the scene ends with him just with the box in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, looking like a looking like a jerk. Yeah. Well, um, exactly. If we go back a few pages though to 488, I wanted to mention there's mm-hmm. Dream Girl and Starboy on Ventura. It's like a gambling planet. Yes. And she has a vision and says, "I I saw a legionnaire die. Mm. Only this time, a legionnaire actually does die." Yeah. Yep. So, you know how a lot of times their visions are bullshit. So. Yeah, or they're just slightly wrong and stuff. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so, what are we going, oh, it's all this stuff, it's all this stuff about the searching, I, I just didn't really get into this issue too much, but now that I'm looking at it now while we're talking, it's not too bad that the art's good, you know, the, I kept thinking that guy was, um, Reed Richards with the hair. Uh, Zendek, yeah. Yeah, the grey hair, um, you know, the sides, um, and we've got, uh, I quite like Sunboy, man. I'm starting to, I'm starting to like Sunboy. He's starting to grow on me for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, he seems like your kind of character. He's just a cool character. Um, and then it's like, um, I like where White Witch is like, perhaps I failed. Did I ask the computer the wrong question, attempting to discover who tampered with it? Maybe you did, Witch. But who the blazes knows what the right question is? By the way, it's 11.45. We only have 15 minutes to figure it out. Um... Good scenes at, on Daxium with um, uh, Monel and mm-hmm. uh, Shadowless. Yeah, yeah, Shadowless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shady is what he calls it. That's where I get confused. And they're rebuilding <clears throat> it after Darkseid's um, destruction. Um, yep. Yep. And that's a, that's the first we've seen of that planet for a while, so I liked that. Um, yeah. And then there's all this huge build-up to finding this traitor. I love it when Superboy just crashes in through the the um the wall and she's like Superboy haven't any of you legionnaires learned how to use an ordinary entrance portal shish he's like sorry miss (laughs) (laughs) super dick good old Superboy um yeah she's supposed to be based I think on Levitz's wife so I think he likes to give her a lot of the quirky little lines yeah it's fair enough um yeah she's kind of like on his case a little bit you know and um Mm. and then this I love it where this guy's like how convenient a flight for the Dominion, where no extradition treaties can reach me or my millions back. You'd think I had planned it this way. Ah, sweet planning. And then, it's, <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, it's like, he turns up through the transporter, and he just transports to the Legion. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's captured. And I'm like, what a waste of time this whole thing was. Like, they, they almost play it for laughs, but like, he's killed like however many people with all these bombs and stuff. Yeah, and the one thing was he was trying to ransom like the uh, like politicians, and then he's like, "You find out that they he ransomed like all of them." Yes, but yeah. then they didn't know that, and so so he was one just trying to get didn't pay. to pay. Um, he was just going to kill them all. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. He was just trying to squeeze all of them one last big squeeze, kill them all, and get as much money as whoever had paid him, and just leave. You know. Not a bad yeah. plan, I guess, if you don't care about human life at all. Um, yeah. He was just trying to go for that big last collect, really, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see the Captain America cameo on page 503? I also saw a Hulk cameo at one point. 
Um, oh, okay. Hawk, that one. Hawkman's there. Where's Cap? He's oh, on yeah, the far yeah, right there. there. It's a shield. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a shield. There is one earlier that I uh, I should have noted the picture. I'll I'll find it for you at a later date because I'm not going to find it here. It was it was a little yeah, bit. It was a little. There, yeah, you see you see Hulk, um, just sort of like the side profile kind of thing uh, of oh, Hulk, cool. but it's undeniably Hulk. I'll find it for you after the show. Um, yeah, and there was Batman earlier, of course. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I did like seeing Hawkman there as well. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, who I guess just could be a Thangarian, couldn't he? Yeah, they uh, they have Thangarians show up, and they basically look like Hawkman. Okay, now, finally, we've hit the annual, which is the curse, mm-hmm. which I thought the ending of this annual was so awesome. Like, I felt oh, like cool. I'd done this whole thing, and I'm thinking, when is this curse? And then we finally got to the end, you know, picture, uh, and I was like, man, that's just, it's just such a wicked ending of this annual. And yeah, I'm glad you liked it, dude. I, I, I absolutely loved it. And so this one is a lot about the pregnancy, um, and I'm going to speed through it a mm-hmm. bit, but the pregnancy of um, Saturn Girl and the delivery, and it's kind of funny where um, this guy, this new doctor gets Lightning Lad in this chair, and then it's it's Starfinger, who we've seen previously like way back in the day, haven't we? Uh, wedding of uh, Bouncing Boy. Yeah, and he's like, I'm Starfinger, and then they're like, do you seriously think it would... Um, you know, be tricked, be tricked twice again by the same thing. Um, yeah, so this is what I was telling you about. Uh, they teased him in earlier in this volume, mm. and then this is the payoff where it's like another storyline where it just is like they didn't really want to do anything with that. It was just kind of funny how much of a loser this guy was. Yeah, he was a complete loser. Um, he didn't even, like, get him arrested. He just like, I got to go see this baby being born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Um, and then we go, it's White Witch, and she's got, like, the little tentacles. Does she always have those tentacles? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, cool, because she looks really good here. Um, I, I just think the artwork's awesome here, and they go... I think so, it's Kurt Swan. It's, Sorry. It, it's beautiful. Like, I love it. Yeah, yeah, Kurt Swan, I mean, he doesn't get much wrong, does he? You see a unicorn on page uh, 512? There's actually a unicorn running but behind them? Um, do you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, and they go... They're trying to find Mordro because he he um is if he's in the ground he 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 can't do his spells and then they go to the ground and there's a massive crater and these weird little magicians including this cat have kind of resurrected him in this kind of weird ritual and are trying to sort of he's not quite fully alive yet but they've they're almost brought him back. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. yeah, and and the one guy there is on tier. He was the guy that was working with the Dark Circle and Emerald Empress a few issues back. Yes. Um, He's a recurring thing. The rest of them are kind of nobodies. The cat. I love the cat. The cat's yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, them Dawnstars, meanwhile, leading a, a sort of a flight out. I like uh, Wolf. I was like, whoa, wait for us, kid. Um, and they're going. And then suddenly um, Shadowlass is getting dragged in with by these tentacles and mm-hmm. who is that is that Timberwolf who's who's got his who's who's trying to hold on to it, or Colossal Boy or <coughs> Yeah Timberwolf. It's Timberwolf, yeah. And then they have to let it go because it's gonna break a hand. I thought that was actually a pretty cool scene. Um because yeah. Monel's uh, trying to hold her as well and I guess he's so strong he would actually rip her hand off. Which is cool actually. Um, yeah, that's kind of freaky. Uh, that's see, this is where I like these kind of comics. Like, it makes sense. I think they explain it a bit better. Um, I, I like that scene quite a lot. I was sort of forced to let go of her. Um, 
and you don't know where it's, where it's going. Well, it turns out that she winds up along with another guy who's, I think, a member of the Legion of Substitute Heroes, isn't he? Um, uh, he's just a <clears throat> Legion Academy member. It's her cousin. Okay, and they're, and they're both there. Cause her they're, brother or something. They're trying to use their powers to resurrect Mordru, um, yeah. which is interesting. And yeah, because yeah, Darkseid stole Mordru's power in the Great Darkness Saga, and now they think using their darkness they can give his power back or something. Um, and we see sort of almost like a seance happening with White Witch, Colossal Boy, uh, who's, oh, is that, um, oh, what's her name? Oh, my God, a Phantom. It's not fa- Phantom what, Girl. Phantom mm-hmm. Girl. And Cosy Boy, yeah? Uh, Cosy yep. Boy in the pink, mm-hmm. yeah? Um, yeah, and, um, and they're sort of doing this thing basically like I don't know what what are they doing a re- they're doing a ritual um, so yeah. she can do the spell um, and then she's like if it is Mordru he felt my spell and knows we come so there's no point sort of risking there's no point sort of hiding so they go straight to him um, which I love they turn up the, the it's some awesome artwork on pages 530 and 531 um, mm-hmm. of this crazy darkness that's happening and it actually infects like the, the, the world and like the people and they all go black and white and stuff and it even infects, um, like, the birth of uh, Saturn Girl's kid. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just crazy. Like, does that have any impact on the story? Um, um, the Saturn Girl and yes. Lightning Lad yes. thing does? Yeah. 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 Um, I just think it's great. Like, I, I love that art those, art, those art styles and stuff. And then, of course, when they when the Legion turns up, the, the magic users are a bit useless. Yeah. Um, of the of yeah the evil forces they're all like the cats just I thought the cat would have a bit more but no unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gets blasted by yeah, white witch yeah and and then and then colossal boy just slams one on the head um yeah, yeah it's kind of funny actually <laughs> and and then the darkness ends and you see all the people go back to color and stuff I like the way bouncing boy he's barely been in this story at all like he's been in it but not much. He's just sitting yeah, on his... I guess that's back at Legion Academy. Yeah. They're just showing, hey, everything's okay. He's just sitting on his chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, he looks like like a, a, what do they call him, Weevils? Weevil yeah. Wobble. And, and Weevils then we Wobble, s- but they don't fall down. Exactly. And then we see the Doctor, who's always complaining. Um, he, and he can't even justify adding it to his credit voucher. Um, yeah, Dr. Gimmel. Yeah, I love that guy. He's always talking about his credit voucher, isn't he? Yeah, um, he is. Yeah. And so... They have the child, um, but um, they do mention in the epilogue that he's kind of hoping that the only child's okay. Well, we do find out in the epilogue the second that the child has gone to what I assume is Apocalypse, maybe. They'll never know, will they, child? Your mother, your father, even your twin. The darkness hid you from all of them, the darkness that shrouded your birth. They'll never know I have taken you, and if they had, they could not dream of what I shall do with you. And it's just so awesome. And he's gonna. Then you see the picture. Um, he's he's like, perhaps someday your own parents may even kill you. Ha ha ha! This is my curse fulfilled. And he's actually sent the child back to the past. Oh, yeah. Know. So this is um, the second, right? So it actually was a twin. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. Yeah, yeah. But okay, all right. He, yeah. he got the um, somehow he got the twin. I'm not sure how, but he got the twin as it was being born. 
instead of stalwart. Yeah, you would think Imra would have been like, uh, you know, doctor. my wife yeah. delivered a child. I'm pretty sure she would know if a second one was coming out, you know? Yeah, you would think so. But yeah. maybe, I don't know how that worked. But anyway, yeah, so uh, at the end of the Great Darkness Saga, that was his curse. He says, I leave you my curse, Legionnaires, the curse of darkness growing within you, destroying you from within, and that which is purest of you shall be the first to go. Um and uh, I also don't know if you realize he called him Validus. Mm. So he transforms him into Validus and sends him back in time and he joins the Fatal Five. Oh, really? So Validus is just a member of the Fatal Five? Yeah, so oh. um, okay. he's the giant one with the, like, elect. his powers are, like, mental lightning. Oh. And so fans always speculated that uh, he'd be related to Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl and then now it's confirmed. Oh. Um, yeah, okay. so uh, kind of cool. There's another annual coming up that'll resolve that um, this storyline. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, great ending, great ending, great annual. Actually, I thought really good. Um, and it lifted my interest was flagging during that science police story. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because I had to read it all relatively short space of time. Yeah, my I own bad organization, but <clears throat> but. I felt like this thing was very strong to start with, to the middle. I, I, I flagged a little bit, and then this picked me right back up. And I'm giving this whole second half like an 8 out of 10. I, I, I really did enjoy it. Like, it was a very kind awesome. of decent, good read. A lot of interesting points. Um, yeah, I mean, Leech doesn't let you down. Paul Levis doesn't let you down too much, does he? No, he really doesn't. Um I'll give it an 8. I really liked it as well. I think the first half of this trade was maybe a little bit stronger. Agree. And, uh, yeah, we got some good stuff coming up from Levitz. He's got the, like I said, the eye for an eye, which deals with the death of a legionnaire. Uh, And that's also where Steve Lytle comes in, who he just uh, had just passed away recently. All right. He's the Legion artist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, man, all I can say is, I mean, this has been another mighty episode of Legion Outpost, but I feel like we've gone through it all. Um, and I and I hope listeners have enjoyed it. Please throw us any comments you want. I mean, Adam's been an absolute rock during this one because at times I was getting confused. But I, have you noticed how much better I'm getting at naming all the Legionnaires now? Yeah, man. Uh, I think Shadow Ass and Phantom Girl was ones that always kind of trip you up, but it seems like you're keeping them straight. I'm keeping them straight. But there's a reason because they, in my mind, I, it's hard to tell... Which is weird. No, I you get know? it. Yeah, but yeah, um, I always but got I like them mixed them. up too. Yeah, I like them. Um, I mean, I'm hoping that in the future we see a bit more Dream Girl, obviously a bit more Bouncing Boy come back into it. Um, you know, but like, there's just so many cool characters. That's that's what I get lost in all the cool characters. Um, and funnily enough, I, I'm gonna re- soon go on this podcast that's coming out, and I'll promote it when it comes out. But it's basically a guy doing his favorite his villains. And so he's getting people on. And, you know, I was talking about my favourite villains in comics and I was saying, like, Judge Death, um, you know, Sabretooth. And then I said, you know someone who's who's crept up on me? Mordru. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, and, and that's from, he's come from nowhere. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, and it, but it's funny that, that, that someone like that can just make, because honestly, a couple of his issues have been some of the best comics I've read. I always think about that issue where, it opens with him escaping and then fleeing back to Smallville. Yeah, that was a super creepy opening. Love that, love that issue. Love that issue so much. Um, oh, I'm glad to hear that, man. We'll have to find some more Mordru yeah. uh, for you. Yeah, and you know, and I'm and I'm open to you know, I'm reading some more Fatal Five, whatever. Like, 
it's just cool stuff. Have you got anything you'd like to wrap up this one with? Or? I don't think so, man. We'll have to think no. about what we want to do next time. It'll probably be a few yeah. weeks. But yeah, uh, we'll have a little break. Um, you know, I'm I'm heading into a super busy work week this week, but um, I'm glad to get this one in the books. Yeah, no, and listeners, please, if you've got any suggestions for Allegiant history, as you know, Adam and I are happy to jump around. Um, you know, if you've got like a little story or something that you would like us to do, please feel free to mention it. We'll put it into the rotation. Um, yeah, but I, I, was, I really liked the last episode. We did the listener request show. We did a whole lot of it. And this one, mm-hmm. we, we finished off the curse, which I think was great to finish. And I think Ifra and I won't be far away, but I think we could definitely maybe do some other stuff in between that. Um, For sure, yeah. yeah. I kind of see the Levitz run as being the, uh, uh, like the, I don't know, star attraction or whatever. Kind of like yeah. how we're, you know, going in to do Wade's Flash. Like, yeah, it's like the Levitz baseline. kind of like, like the run. baseline. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, for sure. And you know, I mean, uh, look, I mean, has anyone got any good crypto stories? I'd even do if someone's got like a, a like I'll put this out there as a as like a sort of like special episode of uh, Legion Outpost. If someone's got a really good Superboy and crypto story, you know, that's just them. I'll, I'll, we'll even maybe even do yeah. something like that. Like you know, there's got to be. That sounds like a really good episode for you to do by yourself. No, you're gonna do it as well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just no. It wouldn't be like a fucking six parter, like like a one shot or something, no. you know. Like, there's got to be. You know, what maybe you should think about because it does have a legion connection and it has quite a bit of crypto. Uh, maybe we could do next time is whatever happened to the man of tomorrow. I think I'd, it's called. I'd, I'd love to do that. I've got the hard cover of that actually. Um, yeah, it would be a it. tangential legion thing, but good crypto stuff. So. Oh, I think we could. Yeah, that that, that that's definitely a possibility. All right, well, let's put something on the table as a possibility. But please, listeners, thank you for uh, listening. Um, if you want to support the show, Signal of Doom, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. It all goes towards Signal of Doom and Legion Outpost costs, um, like the hosting fees and all that kind of stuff. It makes um, doing these shows a lot easier for me. Um, yeah, but on that note, thank you and good night. Good night.